Happy Monday. It is February 12, 2024, 9.33 a.m. on the East Coast. And this is talk. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama at Talking Trash and Truths. And this is Coffee and Chaos with T3. Some days that's me. Uh, yeah, always, always good when I get off to a start and I screw up the intro. Whatever. Um, it's a happy day. Whatever. I'm awake. You're awake. Everybody's doing good. We're all still here for another Earth rotation, so I'm here for it. Ah, let's, it's supposed to snow today. It's supposed to start snowing this afternoon. It went from, the alert said, no coating to a half inch. That's what it said. And when I woke up this morning, which <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute, it said three to six inches. I was like, bro, like that, that's the kind of date you want, but that's not the kind of snowstorm information I want. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want six inches of snow because then it's deliveries don't want to deliver. And it's just, it's so pretty. And then it turns so ugly so quick. Ugh. I love it when it's all white and pristine. Nobody's stepped on it. Nobody's plowed. You don't see any yellow spots in the snow. All the trees are covered in it. And then within a couple hours, everything is just black and dirty and gross. And I'm like, ah. And then you just have piles of it around forever. Great. Love living Hoboken. Let's say hi this morning to 
everybody in chat. I know I let the word go. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, oh, there's my lady. Awesome. She said Grand Ridings, Grand Risings, beautiful souls. That's going to be another thing we talk about. Uh, oh, she's in a dancing mood. I love it. Flatty, what's up? Hey, Shelly. Hey, Flatty, what's up, girl? And then we got Inya. Hi, Inya. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Oh, we have T-Rex. Let's see. What can I do for T-Rex? Hmm. This is for you, T-Rex. Stop eating beans, bangers and mash, beans on toast. Stop. Fuck you, you weird. Go away. I don't know why I made Nick things this weekend. It was funny, but you know what I really say. Good luck. We're all counting on you. And now for the great show, because he did send a $5 super chat. So here you go. <laughs> T-Rex Trucker with the $5 Super Chat, $4.99. Shelly's in the house. She's talking trash. Dudes, drop the mic. Good morning, hon. It's going to be a great week. It freaking better. It freaking better. I have high expectations for this week. Uh, I saw a video this morning that I actually went and I screen captured it and then i detached the audio so that i could play audio only on wednesday because we're gonna go over something and it's it's funny and sad at the same time but wednesday's show will be the valentine's day show and i want you to bring all your stories do not be embarrassed share them in chat i will share them um i will share them on air I will tell you some of mine. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny. It doesn't even have to have been on Valentine's Day. Just any kind of like really nice romantic story, like a, how you met your, you know, your honey or some funny stories about dates you've been on. Anything in that genre, let's talk about it. It's going to be a free for all. So you can all come on and tell me your horror stories. You can tell me your funny stories. You can tell me your favorite like romantic movie, your favorite romantic song, your favorite sad song, whatever you want. It is a free-for-all. It's going to be a whole loving bitch fest. Maybe that's what I'll call it, the loving bitch fest. Happy Valentine's Day. I think that would be appropriate. <laughs> it would definitely be accurate. So that's going to be Wednesday morning, so do not miss that. Uh, I really, I need you all here to have that be a success. So come in, leave comments, whatever. I will read comments on air if you want me to. Um, if you leave them today, I mean. Ah, but yeah, that that should be fun. So let's let's go get through the the hellos. Thank you again for the super chat. Uh T-Rex, you know you don't have to do that. Um uh, and you said, hey, last flatty and T-Rex. Everybody's saying hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, all right. Grand Risings. Da-da-da. Howdy, howdy. It's fucking Nick. 
<laughs> no wait, I made I made a couple of them. So I made this one big. I had to ask T Rex for a clip because I couldn't find mine. This one is hilarious. Motherfucker! Oh, God damn it! <laughs> That's when the sprinkler got him, and the, what like T Rex loves so much is that he saved his glass of whiskey, but not his computer. <laughs> It's like, you know where Nick's priorities are. He's like, I've been waiting all goddamn day for this whiskey. He was like, the computer's always there. Fuck it, I'll buy a new one. But I think this one is adorable. If you look at, like, his little smile at the end, it's so funny. Shit. <laughs> Shit. He's adorable. He talks so goddamn fast, though, it's hard to get clips of him, like little itty-bitty clips. Because he says funny stuff, and then there's other stuff attached to it right on the back end of it. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. But this was the one. This is from, these two are from when he was on, the, he had Duncan on the show. For those in the know, Duncan was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was a very amusing show caused Nick a lot of problems but it for the most part it was really like hilarious and how ignorant this other dude was and how arrogant he just and he thought he was going to come in there like dick swinging and just own Nick yeah well you don't know rackets like no my, my boy could hold his own uh, but he did get progressively drunk <laughs> Like to the point where he was so drunk by this point. And that's why I love this one. Fuck you, you weird. Go away. <laughs> just like, go away. But this is by far my favorite funny Stop one. Stop eating beans, bangers and mash, beans on toast. Stop. <laughs> Nick always makes me laugh. He always, I miss him. I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah. <laughs> Nick rolled. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I, the only time I've ever been on air with Nick was when I did a, he had a call in thing on locals. And I called in. My mic was absolute shit. And I mean, I I knew his voice, but he didn't really, like, he never talked to me. One of the first things I said was, oh, fuck you, Nick. You're an asshole. Like, <laughs> he was just like, ah, that's fair. <laughs> he was like, see, if I'd have been anybody else, he'd have friggin' read me the right act. But he was just like, okay, that's fair. Like, all right. And afterwards, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was so nervous. <laughs> he was like, girl, you're fine. <laughs> he was like, what the hell were you nervous for? Oh, I'd never been like on air in front of that many goddamn people. Even in locals, there was still like almost 300 people watching. And if you know Nick's locals, they're vicious. I know I used to be in there. Um, and every once in a while when I feel like, yeah, a little degenerate, I'll jump back in and be like, hey, and it's just nothing ever changes. But they can be vicious. And it was nice. They were nice. So it was just like, okay. They weren't nice to the person before me or after me, but they were nice to me. But, um, yeah, so they, I wasn't nervous about Nick, please. Um, but, no, being in front of that many people, like, at once was like, <laughs> and my mic was having so many crackle issues, and it was just like, oh, I was so upset. 
it was it was a good time though. I mean, I talked to him for probably like I don't know, like 15 minutes. I took way more time than I was supposed to. I was like, you can just yeah, kick me out. He was like, I will. <laughs> we get in there. I was like, shut up. He was funny though. It was a good time. It was a good time. I tried telling him that he's got a an Italian nose, and he's like, there is no Italian. It's like bullshit. There's got to be Italian in there somewhere. Nobody gets that nose without being a guinea. But, yeah. So it's Monday. We're off to a sleepy start. I stayed up until about three, like quarter after three with winning when we should have been sleeping. Uh, but we were each working on like stuff for our channels and whatever. So, you know, we just, we bounce stuff off one another. Hey, what do you think of this? No, I don't like that. He, <laughs> he showed me a documentary the other day that we had to stop at some point because I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt this dude. And he was like, what? I was like, I, I hate him. I hate him. I hate what he's saying. I hate his voice. I hate everything. Who that? And I started going up. I was like, I would never let And I was mad. And he was hysterical. And I was like, what's so fucking funny? And he was like, that was a scathing review. <laughs> Usually you're just like, yeah, it's all right. Eh. Like this one, you were like, fuck him, fuck his motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, those were the exact words, but that was, that was the gist of it. I really, I couldn't stand the dude. It was just something about the arrogance in his voice and him talking shit about things he knows nothing about. And I was just, I was so mad. I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember being so mad. And I was like, I really don't like, like he really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not usually like that. I could listen to pretty much anybody, you know? The few people withstanding, but um, or not withstanding, but yeah, no, this guy, oh my god, he made me violent, like I felt violent, it was terrible. So he was like, Well, we won't show that one. I'm glad I, you know, <laughs> glad I ran that one past you, but yeah, so we were we were up till late, you know, and we had just finished our show together, so I was not in a good mood yesterday, everything was off. I felt like me being on stream with him, I kept talking over him. I kept cutting him off because I couldn't like anticipate him starting to talk again. So usually we're very in sync when it comes to that kind of stuff. And yesterday I was totally off and I felt horrible. I felt like Friday's stream was horrible. I deleted it and I almost never delete my streams. Um, I just, I haven't, I haven't been doing well as far as like being on air. Even now I'm a little uncomfortable. And I, I was thinking, I was like, maybe I just, maybe I reached that point where I stop. You know, maybe I just don't do it anymore. And then I was like, all right, chill. Like, always got to be dramatic. Like, just suck it up. Keep going. It'll pass. And if it doesn't pass, well, then, you know, you're a big fuck up and, you know, no big surprise there. But yeah, no, I was, I really, I, did not know if I was going live this morning until I pushed the button. And even then I was like, mm -hmm. you know, cause you get discouraged after a while you do, you get discouraged. You see, you know, people that, you know, you like and everything move away or whatever. They, 
they suddenly become like ghosts on the internet. You see them everywhere, like ghosts in my world. <laughs> see them everywhere, but there's no contact, like nothing. And it's just like, oh, okay. And you wonder, is it because it's winter? Is it because, you know, we've outgrown each other? But then they're like all over and it just drives me nuts. Uh, I don't care if they go. You want to go, get the fuck out. But tell me why. I don't like not knowing. Because it makes me overthink things and then I get suspicious. And then it's like, once I'm suspicious of you, yeah, we're we're done. We have, Like I said, we have a shelf life. Once I'm suspicious because I will never trust you like I trusted you before. You know, even if you didn't do anything, it's like that Billy Joel song, um, tell her about it. When it says, you know, you may not have done anything. Will that be a consolation when she's gone? And he's not saying, oh, you didn't do anything. So is that going to make you feel better? No. What part of what he's saying, it's a double meaning. You didn't do anything. You know, you didn't talk about it. You didn't try it and whatever. So when she's gone, is it going to make you feel better that you didn't say anything? That you saw an issue, you saw like a distance growing and you didn't say anything. So it's the same premise. Uh, I So I fell asleep around, I'd say like a quarter to four because I wanted to finish up the video that I was editing and you know i hate editing i hate it so much but it was worth it. it it's something special that i'm working on um i finally finished it this morning but i fell asleep and i was like it's all right i got like you know four and a half hours i can sleep i'll be good <laughs> 7 30 my son wakes me up ma 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 what i gotta ask you a question i was like what i think i have and he told me this issue that he has. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, I'm going back. He goes, I was like, what? So he yells at me. He was like, I'm really worried about it. I was like, wait, what do you think you have? So he tells me. And I was like, now I'm not awake. I haven't had coffee. My son loves to do this shit to me. When he was little, he used to hold my eyelid up and he would look in my eye. He'd be like an inch from my eye and he'd be like, mom, are you awake? Like yelling in my eye was going to wake me up. I mean, technically it did, but I didn't hear him better. I just woke up because I had somebody screaming in my face. And he wait, and he's like yelling at me. I'm like, all right, all right, all right give me like, let, let me go to the bathroom. So I walk there, I walk back and I should be awake by the time. Like, cause I need a minute to process Connor. And he was just like, I'm really worried. Da -da -da -da. So I, I go to the bathroom and I I'm on my way back. The meaning of what he said hits me. <laughs> and I start to laugh. <laughs> And he was like, I know you're not laughing at me. I was like, oh, that was my child coming through like that. <laughs> he was like, I know you're not laughing at me. And I was just like, oh, I was like, he really is my kid. Because it sounded like me, but like with, you know, like the male voice. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, at you? No, I'm laughing with you. With you. <laughs> 
He's like, do I look like I'm laughing? I was like, no. I was like, no, no. Um, wait, what should we call it? You said that takes you back. Am I missing like anything? Because it doesn't seem like. No, I guess I'm not missing anything. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hysterical laughing. I can't stop laughing. And the angrier he gets, the more I laugh. So then he, he flounces off and I was like, oh good. That means I don't have to talk about it. So I sit back down. I, I recline in the, you know, rec all the way and I'm trying to go back to sleep and he comes out. I was like, he barked it so loud and sharp and came out so quiet that I jumped. So I was like, son of a bitch. So I was awake after that. I was like, what, Connor, what? Like, you really want to talk about this right now? And he was like, well, who else am I going to talk to about? I looked it up in there. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't ever do that. I was like, you could have like a hangnail. If you look it up on the internet, you're going to be dead in like an hour. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, everything is fatal on the internet. <laughs> everything. Never use WebMD. Never look up your symptoms. You did the right thing. Come to me and I will tell you. All right. You want to talk about it? Okay. I'll be serious and I'll talk about it. So I started, you know, telling him. And he was like, I'm very uncomfortable. I said, that's because I'm not a dude. And you're thinking that, I, you know, I'm mom. But guess what? You know who talks about this kind of shit with me? A lot of dudes. It's fine. And he was like, all right. So I'm going to try to not be embarrassed while you talk about this. So <laughs> I was, because it's a boy thing. And I'm trying to explain things to him. And he's, you know, no, it's no, you don't understand. And I was like, listen, <laughs> you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you. And I told him about his father. At his age, because I knew his father at his age. I've known his father since he's, you know, like, what, 13, 12, 13. I mean, that's how far back we go. I mean, he was around long before, like, I went, well, he was around from like my freshman year of high school and everything. So, what you call it? He's, you know, he's talking, whatever. And I'm telling, and I was like, listen, let me tell you about your father. And he was like, I don't think I want to know this. I was like, no, you need to know this. Whether you want to know it or not, that's, that's, you know, that's irrelevant. I was like, regardless what you want, I have to tell you this because it will put your mind to ease. You're going to be super uncomfortable on how I know it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And he was like, all right. So I, I gave him this little tidbit of information and I don't want to say it because I don't want this to get out and like embarrass him or whatever. So I tell him this tidbit of information and he was like, First, ew. <laughs> he was like, second, it's kind of impressive. I was like, mm, yeah, I thought so. And he was like, I don't want to think of the two of you like that. I was like, then don't. I was like, I'm just telling you, like, this is how it is. And so I explained it to him. I was like, and if you really want to, like, you know, go into it, your grandfather's the same way. He was like, you and I said, your grandmother told me. I was like, believe me, you're not the only one having uncomfortable talks with your parents. I was like, and I didn't ask for that information, nor did I need it. She just volunteers that shit. And he was just like, no. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, do you feel better? He was like, yeah, I feel better. Okay, I'm going to go to bed. I was like, this mother 
fucker? Because now I only have like 20 minutes before my show. And I'm like, now I got to run around, do everything. I was like, you could have at least got me coffee. And he was like, oh, I'll get you coffee. So he goes and gets me coffee. And I'm like, thanks. He's like, all right, I'm going to the room, going to bed. Have a great show. I was like, I'm going to have a great show on two and a half hours of sleep. Having this thing rolling around in my brain. And before he closed our, I was like, are you sure you feel better? And he was like, yeah, I feel better. Thanks. And he was like, you're actually like cool to talk to. I was like, yeah, I knew that. I was just waiting for you to catch up. He was like, yeah, you're not that cool. <laughs> he had to get the last word and he closed the door. I was like, just motherfucker. But yeah, so that was this morning. And then Katie, of course, came out halfway through our little discussion and he was like, oh, my God, you're so nosy. Why are you out here? Why do you have to be part of this conversation? <laughs> and I was like, can we have one fight at a time? Let's focus on me. Like, me and you, we're talking. You woke me up. He was like, well, I had a question. He said, but why do all your questions happen when I'm sleeping? Always. It never fails. At least it wasn't three, you know, four or five in the morning this time. He was like, well, I wanted to get you before your show started. Oh, yes, because that's good. Just throw me off kilter right before I go into a show. That's just what I love. That was one of the problems yesterday. Somebody gave me news that threw me completely off kilter and fucked up my mood. So don't fuck up my mood before I have a show. How about that? That's just a general plea out there. Just don't do it. Because then I go through the whole night and then I make, you know, then I cry at the end of it because I feel like I did a horrible job. And so instead of giving me like welcome news, you're always giving me bad news. Stop it. Everybody stop it. Stop giving me bad news. I don't want to know. I don't give a shit. I love my peace of mind. I want my peace of mind back. That's it. I don't have a whole lot of mind left. I can't be giving out pieces or piece of it. P-E-A-C-E or P-I-E-C-E. -E. Neither one. I can't afford to lose either one. Anyway, uh, chat. Anya says, well, Flatty said that takes me back. Anya said, Flatty, my son hums or sings constantly. Yeah, mine too. So do I. He was humming all day and I was just half paying attention and getting annoyed. My husband came home and said, you hear who he's singing? He rickrolled me all day. Oh, wow. Did he really? She said, Anya said, I walked the tightrope of Sandy all day and it didn't click all dang day. Boys are great. Oh, yeah, they, they can drive you nutty. They really can. Wait, I supposedly had herpes on my toe from doing that? Was a re allergic reaction to some cleaner I used. Wait, what? Girl? I, I, no. I <laughs> Gutters Pub, happy Monday. She said, good M, gorgeous, and all you gorgeous beings. Oh, I like that kind of a greeting. Oh, my goodness, T-Rex. Now, did I call you out specifically? No, you just threw yourself under your own bus. Jesus Christ. He said, hey, 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 I didn't know it was going to throw you off kilter. My bad. Yeah, you knew it would. You've done it before. But you've done it before bed sometimes, like before I go to sleep. And then it's just like I just obsessed the whole fucking night. Uh, it's fine, T-Rex. It's fine. I'll I'll get even. Don't you worry. And you're Googling symptoms. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. The shit that it tells you is wrong with you. 
Wolfram wipes his paws, looks in and howls. Ah, ooh, honey, how are you? Rabbit, stop to hit the like and be back later. Awesome, Rabbit. We'll be here. We will be here. Uh, so that was this morning. And it was like, really? Really? So like he came out like five minutes before the show started. And he was like, are you okay to do your show? I said, yes, I'm fine. Go away. He was like, are you in a bad mood? I was like, no. I was like, I'm not in a bad mood because, you know, th you're ridiculous. I was like, but can you just maybe next time, I don't know, not wake me up to ask me these questions? He was like, yeah, no promises. He was like, whenever I think of them, that's when I ask them. I was like, he was, I really was worried. I was like, okay, are you worried now? Oh, no, not at all. Well, then great. Then it was lovely sleep lost for a well-meaning thing. I was like, ugh. He's like, you're sure you're okay? I was like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face this morning. He was like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Wolfkinder. All the wolfies are here. Hi, honey. Haven't seen you in the longest. I hope you're doing well. Welcome, welcome. And yeah, hey, T-Rex, don't, don't put burning blisters on toes. Oh, my goodness. The food... <laughs> First of all, it's a really good idea to never put any kind of burning blisters on the internet at all. Because it will tell, oh God, the things I'm sure it can come up with. I mean, if I went by WebMD, I should have been dead years ago. Decades even. Good God. Every time I get a headache, if I Google like my head hurts and this hurts, they're like, you have, you have multiple cirrhosis. You have, you have like spinal bifidy you have all this shit i'm like no i don't no i don't and that's what he did he looked it up and he thought he had cancer and i was like why would you think that and he was like well because it was you know it says that could mean i was like everything in the world could mean cancer at this point because they're just poisonous in every way possible so <laughs> it's like, trust me you're fine and he was like, so it's not it's absolutely, well, maybe not normal, but for your family it is. Uh-huh. It all goes to cancer or a blood clot. Yep. Every little localized pain. Oh, it's a blood clot. It's going to kill you. You got hours. Go, go to the emergency room. No. I look. I feel around. I'm like, no, I think, what is that? I think I hit my leg. It's, like, it's always in my leg. <laughs> I was like, ah, screw it. Everything I do, he's like, are you going to go back to the hospital? Are you going to go back to the hospital? Are you going to go back to I don't know. Can you promise me that you're never going to go to No, I can't promise that. I can't. Like, I'm not going to not go to the hospital because it makes you upset. All I could do is try to prevent having to go to the hospital. But if I got to go, I got to go. And he's like, all right, that's fair. Oh, yeah, thank you. Everything with him has to be fair. I really, I worry. I do. I worry that he's going to grow up into a selfish friggin' weirdo. Because that's what everybody seems to be growing up into, like, despite how you teach them anything. I mean, my only thing was be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind. Don't be stupid. Think about things before you act on them. Be kind. But be kind was always the first thing. And when he's in that mood, he is the sweetest boy I've ever met.
He's kind. He's considerate. He's thoughtful. He's forgiving. But when that temper kicks in, or he's in the middle of something and don't want to be bothered, oof, Lord. I don't love that he turns into me. I really don't. Like, not the nice version of me. He turns into that rabid demon version of me that, you know, she comes out once in a while too. But, like, Katie doesn't have that. Katie doesn't have any of that part of my personality. But I think it helps that, you know, she doesn't remember a whole lot. And she still has that developmental delay. So, you know, she's she's very childlike, like not little childlike, but she's got an innocence to her that just never went away. He doesn't have that. He laughs and you're like, yeah, you little troll, because you just know he's thinking of how he's going to fuck with you. He's working it out in his head. He knows he's on the right path and he's going to follow that path to its fruition. You know, he's going to follow it all the way through. He will not quit until he has satisfaction. And in that way, he is so like me. Once you smell blood in the water, you're like, <laughs> I can't resist. Because you can't. You can't. It takes so much for me not to say the things that go through my head. I mean, I am, my responses, like the, especially the mean ones, are lightning quick. That's why sometimes people are like, you're not talking. Nope, sure not. Sure I'm not. Nope, 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 nope. Not talking. Nope. Why aren't you talking? Are you in a mood? Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm I'm just, I'm real tired. I'm tired. I'm in a mood. I just, mm -mm. no, it's that you're supplying me with an endless amount of ammo. And I want to just tennis racket those frigging grenades right back at you and just be like, oh, look, look at all these coming. Bing, 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 bing. And then blow your shit up. I don't want to hurt anybody. So I got to, I got to shut up. Because the instinct is there to be the the really, really, really brutal wise ass. Because that's who I am. That's just, they, the comments just, they're always there. There's so many. And they sometimes there's so many, they fight for dominance. But yeah, no, I'm just like, no, bite your tongue, bitch. Bite your tongue, bite your tongue, bite your tongue, bite your tongue. This is your friend. You don't want to lose a friend. Like it's because it's hard. It really is. It's hard for me to not, you know, to not jump on <laughs> everything I say is going to come out dirty this one. I can feel it. I can feel it. Oh, Lord. All right. Let's go back and see who popped in. So we got Wolfie and we got Wolf Kinder. I love that. My two Wolfies. I have two Jakes. I have two Wolfies. Uh, there's two wolvies and my brain hurts at in you. That's all right. They're both wonderful. Lady worry is a useless emotion. It is. I think of that um Newt Scamander line in um Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in the movie. When he says, you know, I don't I'm not gonna worry about it now because then I'm just gonna you know, I'm going to worry twice. Why worry now? Worry later. It's like, all right. Uh, hey, I'm a selfish, freakish weirdo. Just kidding. And you still like me. Of course, I love you, T-Rex. I do. It's just you like to drop like things on me when I least need them. 
<laughs> Threw off my whole night. Uh, 357, Jersey girl. That's right. I'm the Jersey girl. That was me yesterday. My subheading said Jersey girl activated because I was in such a fucking mood. I was just like, if anybody pushes the wrong button, it's going to, that's it. I'm just going to blow everything to hell. But see, everything's coming out dirty today. Everything. And I don't mean it that way, but it's like, I just, I just don't care enough to edit this morning. Wolf and my people's 357. Welcome. Haven't seen you in a couple days. I hope you're doing well. Shelly the shark. Mm -hmm. Why not? You can have Mac the knife. You have Shelly the shark. The more I like someone, the less I filter my words. Yep. Same. I, but the thing is like, there's certain people that I have to be careful with because they're a little more sensitive. And no, T-Rex, I do not mean you. I tell you all about yourself and you know it. But it's just they take things the wrong way or, you know, like, I got into a whole thing like two weeks ago because I said something as a joke and somebody didn't understand the context and they ran away and they were like, oh my God, Shelly's talking shit about you. Nah, nah, nah. And the person didn't give me the benefit of the doubt right away. They thought that I did. And I was like, have I ever done that to you? Except to your face? Like, why would you think that that was true? Like, that hurt me. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I got accused of something that I did, but it, it got out of context. It was a joke. They knew it was a joke. But somebody felt like starting shit and didn't think that it would get back to me. So it was like, all right, so I'm just going to torpedo you because you're you're done. And when I say that, I don't mean I'm getting even with anybody. I just, you're cut off. You're done. You you are out of my sphere and you don't get a second chance. You don't. Not when you go for my friends, you know, trying to like, oh, I'm doing it to be nice. No, you were doing it to be an asshole and stir up trouble. And I don't need that kind of bullshit in my life. So you could just, there's the fucking door. I'll open it for you and hit you in the ass with it at the same time. Bye. But yeah, so I do have to be careful because some people don't know how to read me. They're like, oh, she's so me. I'm actually really not mean. It's fucking funny. I'm a tease. I'm not like a sexual tease. I'm more of a, you know, ball busting tease. So it's just, that's just who I am. Everybody knows that there's nothing mean about it. I keep all the mean stuff in my head. Uh, 357 said, my filter remains broken. I behave a little bit. Words can jack people up. and can. The thing is, like, we talked about this um, on Friday, even though I deleted it. There's that, I think the biggest lie ever told was sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I can't tell you every time I got hit. I couldn't possibly list them. One, there were way too many. And two, they didn't have that big of an impact. Like, physically, I can take a hit. You want to hit me? Okay, just remember, I hit back. And I'm crazy. You don't want to hit a crazy person because then they have what we call re-restraint. And when I hit you, I'm not punching to, like, land the blow. I'm punching to punch through you. I want to hit what's behind you. 
So that's what I'm aiming for. So I will hit you with all my might and I will send your ass flying. That's why I said, if you're going to fight me, you better knock me out before I get to hit you. Because once I start hitting you, I don't stop. I just go, whoo, and it's just a whole other thing takes over. That's why I don't fight. Every time I've been in a fist fight, they're like, oh, my God, she's crazy. Because you can't stop me. You physically, like, two, three people need to pick me up and hold me down. And that just makes me go even more insane. It's just like, leave me the fuck alone. But, you know, I could take a physical hit. And I could forget it. It's like, whatever. I, I know I've had my nose broken twice. I can't remember what the pain was like. I know it hurt. But to recall the exact pain, no. To recall the exact pain of childbirth, no. Like, physical pain is forgettable. Maybe not the event, but the actual, like, the feeling of it. The physical feeling, not the emotional or psychological feeling. It's forgettable. You can forget it. I've never been able to forget words that hurt. Never. They will ring in my head over and over and over until I'm convinced they're true. So I do think words hurt a lot more. And I am a word person. I love words. I use all of them. Sometimes I'll make up words. Nobody knows. I'm just like, you, that's not a real word. And they're like, but it kind of fit. I'm like, I know, but I made it up. Like it was like three words together and it just suited me better. But yeah, no, like words, words can really fuck you up. That's why I think like sticks and stones is the biggest lie ever because names hurt you so much more. They hurt your reputation. They hurt your self-esteem. They hurt your psyche, you know, and you carry them with you unseen sight unseen. It's not like somebody sees you walking down the street and you're all bruised up and they realize somebody like hit you. You're walking down the street with all these internal bruises that nobody sees. So they don't know to be careful of them. And those are harder because those are the ones that people poke at all the time or they land on, they jump on, they friggin' they stick a knife and, you know, like they do all those things because either they don't know they're there or they're curious what's going to happen. There's always those people. That's the lowest kind of person to me. I don't like when I do that. That's when I want to end a relationship, like shatter it completely. I will do that. I haven't done it in many, many, many years. But if I want to absolutely end it, something, I know exactly what to say to make sure that we never speak again. And that you won't want to. But I don't like that. I don't like having enemies. I don't like people hating on me for no reason. Like you could not like me, but hate is a totally different animal. Like hatred is, ugh. it just leaves you uncomfortable and angry and just, just, I don't like being the, the target of somebody's hatred, especially if it's unwarranted because most part, like if it's about just me, I'll just let it go. I don't give a fuck. Like, you want to hate on me? Hate on me. All right. I don't like it, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of fighting you on it. <laughs> That's what you want. You want more attention. I'm not going to give you more attention. Um, but yeah, no. Like, I remember all the words. And they hurt just as bad the second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time around. 
So yeah, whoever said that, you know, names will never hurt me. Lion sack of shit. Ah, uh, do all the good mornings. Uh, my give a damn is broken, ladies. <laughs> you give a lot of dams, but I think you save them for the people that you care about. Um, other than your like small circle of people that you like. I think that's where your I don't give a damn lives outside that circle. Uh, 357, I'll shed some alligator tears, but you won't see it. I mean, not eh. flat chested. Any, meeny, miny, mo. What does that mean? I want to know. Any, meeny, my. I don't know. I really, I never, like, I just figured it was just a rhyme somebody made up. But the thing is, it it has many, many uh, uh, rewrites, many different versions, I guess you would say. And some of them are just mean. Some are racist. Some are, they're just horrible. I grew up, my uncle made sure I knew all the freaking wrong words to everything. Everything. I told you, they taught me that... Um, Yankee Doodle went to London just to ride a pony, stuck a feather up his ass and called it macaroni. That's what they told me the words were. Um, whistle while you work. Mustache man was a jerk. Mussolini pulled his weenie. Now it doesn't squirt. That's, that's what they taught me. In 1492, Columbus was a Jew. He sat on the grass and it tickled his ass in 1492. These are all things that are taught, but they taught me wrong. They taught me these weird. So do you know how much trouble I would get in with my teachers? When they'd be like, does anybody know this? I'm like, I know it. And I tell them, they're like, no, not only no, but go call your grandmother. Like go to the office, tell them to call your grandmother and tell them what you just said. And I'm just like, but what did I do? They're like, do you really not? No, I really don't know. Like I, I just assumed that that was what it was. I didn't know what the meaning was. And then it oh, became like a whole thing. Ugh. My grandmother, oh, she, she was like, you did not repeat that school. Yes, I did. Yes, ma'am, I did. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was wrong. Like, how the hell? If you don't teach me context or like meaning, what? how the hell am I supposed to know that? Wolfram, you're so sweet. Okay, then listen to these words. We love you, Shelly. You are a wonderful and beautiful lady. Oh, you're very sweet. And I love that you said that. I do. I love that you said that. Now, belief that comes later. But you know what? Shit. <laughs> it gets right to my heart. And because you said such a nice thing and because Lass is out of dams to give, here we go. I deserve good thing. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Doggone it, people like me. Ugh. I really, I don't know what it, I just can't look at it when it's playing. I don't mind listening to it, but I can't look at it. I just can't. I know you like it. I know you do, lass. 
I know that's your jam. I haven't seen Daisy Girl. I'm wondering. She's not on Rumble right now. It's like, oh, she's either busy doing something or she overslept because she was up last night watching God only knows what. Let's tell you something. I never knew that Daisy was so like politically on top of everything as she is. Cause she likes to pretend like she's just like some, you know, like, I'm just some girl out in the country. I don't know nothing. Yes. You know, a lot of things, woman. She does. She's very, like very well informed and she's got like, she's in so many chats. She's like, this is what this one's doing. This one's she's like my connection to the rest of the internet because otherwise I don't, I can't go out there and like listen to all these people. I can't. Uh, uh, so sorry. I did tell you I was tired, but um, yeah, she really, she, she, she gets around, but I love my Daisy. She's always ready to, you know, if I'm in a bad mood, she just starts flirting and it's like, fine, I'll play. And she always puts me in a better mood. Y'all, y'all do that for me. Friday was bad. Friday, I got off stream worse than I got on. It was just a bad stream. I was not getting my point across. I was trying to go around the subject. And I'm not good at beating around the, the subject. Like beating around the bush. That's not me. I'm very direct. Very open. And I just wasn't comfortable being open with something like that. So I wasn't like really revealing anything and it just felt disingenuous to me and it was just so bad and i felt terrible but today's better saturday winning didn't have a show so i didn't have to do anything in chat um i could just sit there and be bitchy all night and he was just like mm -hmm. like <laughs> mm -hmm. i was like i'm sorry he was like i know but you know it's just he he puts up with it he does to a point though I get to a point and he's like, hey, now, like, stop that. Like, <laughs> why are you being like that? Talk to me. Stop being a brat and talk to me. Fine. But that's, you know, that's one of the strengths of our, our whole relationship from the very beginning when we started talking. It was like, okay, full disclosure. We are, even if it's going to hurt your feelings, even if I might get in trouble, I'm still going to say it. Okay. And we don't go to sleep angry ever. I mean, we don't really get angry, but e I mean, even like annoyed. I'm not going to sleep until I know everything's okay. And he's just like, all right, we'll just stay here and talk. Okay. He's not the type to be like, oh, feelings. I don't want to talk about that. He'll let me talk about the feelings. Then I get the feedback. And then he's just like, he'll break it down and be like, this is why, <laughs> this is why you're wrong. <laughs> Like, I understand this part, but you're doing this. And I'm like, I don't care. We go back and forth. And he's just like, all right. But, you know, in a very little time, everything is settled. And we're back to laughing. And we don't have the same issue again. And if it pops up, we know how to deal with it. I've never had that with a person. Ever. Like, I'm so used to just biting my tongue and bottling it up and you know being like no don't talk don't don't say anything don't be revealing don't be vulnerable you know it's going to come across as clingy or needy or whiny or whatever i always had an excuse to put a negative spin on what i was feeling and so i didn't share it and i would i would bottle it up and i would just i'd turn a blind eye and that was basically what today was about 
willful blindness. Only mine is more political than anything else. But yeah, I never had that in a friendship or in anything else. Like I never had that with anybody because people are always so goddamn butthurt. So I just learned to bottle things up and I'd get resentful and I'd start to back away, back away, back away, little by little, like a teeny tiny step at a time until eventually they turn around like, where'd she go? She was, wasn't she just here? Like, Shell, what's going on? And Shell ain't answering the phone. Shell ain't answering the door. Shell ain't talking to you. You could walk up to me on the street and be like, hi, Michelle, how are you? And I would just walk right the fuck past you like I heard wind. That was it. Don't I won't even blink in your direction. My son actually felt bad for my ex-friend Vic because he like got right in my face and was like, hey, Michelle. And I literally like just pushed him right out of the way because he was he wouldn't move. So I was like, you move or I'll move you. So I moved him, but I didn't have to say anything. I didn't look at him, nothing, whoop, throw his little skinny ass to the side. And I got in against skinny, like skinny dudes. I don't really like skinny dudes because I don't know. They look frail to me, but, um, he was super skinny. He was six foot five, maybe a buck 30, buck 35. Like he was just bones. Just they used to call him the mutant. <laughs> it was terrible. Not the kids, the teachers. <laughs> I had one teacher used to call, him, where's the swizzle stick? Where's he at? He was like, Where's the crazy straw? Because it was just like, oh dear God. But yeah, he was mm -mm. They're like, oh, you know, when guys are that thin, they're all muscle. Nah, bitch. I could move him like nothing. Boop, one shot. He was down the hall. Mm -mm. Nope. You can tell me he's strong all you want. The proof's in the pudding. If I kick his ass with no problem, nah, he's got a problem. <laughs> he has a definite, like, dude, you go to the gym to do what? To do what? Because you ain't lifting, I can tell you that. But stop running like you're thin enough now build the muscle up like you should be eating steak literally 24 hours a day just steak and protein that's it just make protein just steaks and shakes that's it that should be your diet regimen steaks and shakes because your ass is like a pipe cleaner like no mm -mm. <laughs> flatty said i'm popeye the oh lord i'm popeye the sailor man I live in a caravan. There's a hole in the middle where I have to piddle. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. You didn't think I was going to sing that, did you? <laughs> Set him up. I knock him down. We're good. So. Yeah, so that's where we're up to date, right? Like, I'm, I'm in a really good mood. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I should be like really like because I haven't had anything to eat and I don't remember what I ate yet or if I ate yesterday. That happens. Some days it's like, you know, a three meal day and some days it's like cheese on crackers and I'm good. I have coffee though. So that's, that's pretty much all that matters. But, um, 
Yeah, uh, willful blindness. Now, here's the thing with willful blindness. That's when you're you turn a blind eye to somebody. You know, like they say, love is blind. Um, they're like, you know, when it comes to your kids, you don't see their flaws. Bullshit. I see all their flaws. I see more of their flaws than they would, you know, like to admit. But it's the same with myself. Like, I'm very self-aware. Too self-aware. Because I'm my worst critic. And I think we already discussed how I deal with criticism. I don't respond well to criticism. And who's the most critical person of me? Me. I am so hard on myself. People tell me that all the time. They're like, you're so, so hard on yourself. Like, give yourself a break. I'm like, I can't because I'm afraid if I, if I allow myself to, to be given grace by me, then I'm just going to run roughshod just like I would with anybody else. You know, you give me an inch, I'll take a mile because once I know I'm going to get away with something, I'm going to, well, what else can I get away with? That's what that starts. Like, you have to be like, here's the line. You're not getting away with shit. And I'll be like, okay, I respect that. I do. I respect boundaries. I need boundaries. I need guidelines. I work well with rules. I don't always follow them, but I work well with them. For the most part, I follow them. If you just tell me, oh, you're free to do whatever you want. I'm like, hmm, what can I do with that? instantly my mind goes to what can I say? What can I do? What can I, like, how far can I push this person? Where are their buttons? I need to know that that's not okay. Like I, like I get to a point where they're like, all right, your bullshit stops here. This is my, this is my hard line. Okay. And I won't cross it. I might tiptoe on the edges of it. I might even look like I'm about to dive head, you know, head first into the whole thing, but that's just to make you nervous but I won't actually do it. You know, as long as I know that there's going to be a continuing relationship. If I want to end the relationship, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tap dance way over that line. I will go over that line singing and dancing a jig, doing the fandango and everything. Like, but for the most part, no, I, I try to respect people's boundaries. Why is my phone going nutty? I don't know, but it needs to stop it. Because I don't really care about Nikki Haley. I got a text about Nikki Haley. I don't care. Um, <laughs> God. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. That's so funny. We used to sing that. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I live in a garbage can. I'm strong to the finish because I eat me spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. That's how my grandmother used to sing it. There were other versions of course <laughs> things i can't sing on the internet but yeah no the willful blindness like i was thinking not just in terms of like relationships it sprang to mind for me when winning was going over um when he was showing the the putin tucker interview and I was like, you know, don't don't comment too much, you know, because we were talking about how he was going to present it. And I was like, it's live right now. Nobody really wants to hear anybody else's opinions but Putin's. And then when it's over, we could always go back 
and, you know, do the commentary or whatever, or, you know, talk about it right after. So that's what he chose to do. He chose to talk about it after. But I took notes during the whole thing. And I was taking notes because he covered so much. And there was so much that was so glaringly obvious when you look back at it. It's weird that him saying it almost gave me permission to acknowledge that I knew it had happened. But for some reason, it either went unspoken, undiscussed, or sight unseen. Like you pretend that you didn't see it. Like, oh, yeah, the press is telling me this. All right, I'll believe what the press tells me instead of what my eyes and ears, you know, picked up on their own. And it, it's be, and I tend to think it's because ignorance can be bliss. Living in that altered reality, it wasn't scary. I grew up in that reality. I grew up thinking certain things. You know, it was a lot easier to just accept the lies and continue my way of thinking because it was familiar. It was comfortable for me. And even last night when we were doing, we did the documentary, um, Winning was talking about generational um, deceptions and general generational rhetoric that, you know, propagandist rhetoric that creates a belief system that you buy into because it's all you know. So like in the, you know, 1910s, 1920s, 1930s, they created this, you know, um, this narrative that this party did this and this party did that. So the good people were the Democrats and they were out for like the little guy and, you know, they were of the people, for the people. And the Republicans were all about big business and they hate people and they want to take everything away from you and they just want you to fail and die and whatever. Like it, it was vicious, the things that I heard about Republicans. And I mean, this isn't stuff that I learned as an adult. This is stuff I learned as a baby. Like th I met all the mayors. They were all Democrats. I met all like the, you know, council people. They were all Democrats. Every one of my grandmother's, grandfather's friends, customers, Democrats, like all of them, because they were the good people. They were the caring ones. They were kind. They accept you as you. They encourage you to be an individual, to be unique, independent, which were all seen to be good things, which, you know, they're not bad things. However, they were introduced in such a way so that society no longer had the traditional values that it had, and it broke people apart. You know, it deconstructed bonds that should have existed just normally because that was the tradition and belief system of your household, of your neighborhood, of your town, of your state. You know, they went and changed all that. People were not doing cultural belief systems. They weren't sticking to their religious values. You know, none of that was happening. They were, I'm thinking for myself and thinking for yourself was sold to us from a very young age as being a rebel 
you had to rebel. You couldn't be like your parents. Oh my God. You have the same belief as your parents. God help you. Where, what are you stuck in? What's wrong with you that you're not evolving? You know? And we believe that we're like, Oh, okay, no, I'll be, you know, I, I can be more me. I'm not like my family at all. It is virtually impossible for us to not be like our families at all. You are who you hang out with. You learn from the example set before you. Now, do you have to continue to be that? No, you can change. But at some point, you're going to mimic something that somebody in your family has done. You'll have traits that are similar. You're not carbon copies yet, but that doesn't mean that the instinct isn't there. It's just you've learned to override the system, you know, in your independence. You know, maybe your experience has changed you. Maybe you don't react the same as your family because you've been through different things. You know, maybe they can't understand because they haven't been through that. You know, and that's where the differences pop in. But there are similarities. I don't want to be anything like my family. As a rule. Do I know that I have certain traits from that? Yeah. Mostly the good ones. You know, the work ethic, um, the loyalty, the, um, the, for some ungodly reason, the unnatural, um, link to Catholicism, like my Catholic beliefs, as much as I love my beliefs, I hate where they came from, who established them, because I, now as an adult, I see how crooked and like, irresponsible and how like debaucherous they really are you know when you go there they're like but that's the pope yeah go back a couple centuries the pope <laughs> pope had kids pope had grandkids pope had bastards pope had whatever he wanted okay it was just as much of a political standing as any other you know governmental position you know you might as well have called the pope a king because that's what he did he ruled like a king and then we put all these like these weird like oh, but it's holy and you have to respect it and we made it so much more untouchable than it was it's like you know when you whitewash something when you paint over graffiti the graffiti's still there you just you you can't see it so now you can't call that person out for what they are cuz it's not obvious because they're projecting a different image and that's all they did they just they got a good PR person and they, you know, reinvented themselves. Did they change though? Probably not. Do I think the Pope has like a bunch of illegitimate children? No, because that one out of fashion. He's got all his buddies. What does he need a, you know, mistress for? Does he get his rocks off once in a while? I don't know. Because in my mind, my mind is right now at this moment telling me, don't talk about the Pope like that. That's blasphemous. God will punish you. Really? Really? Because I don't think that's written anywhere. That God's going to punish me for saying that the popes were, you know, bad. They were bad people. And they were. There were so many. Borgia alone. You have murder, incest. You have all these different things. Adultery. You have um, illegitimacy. You have theft. You have espionage. You have... 
um, bribery, you have blackmail. I mean, there's nothing that family did not do. You have abuse of every kind. And it's like, but he was still the Pope. I have the hiccups. I'm so sorry. He was still the Pope. So, okay. So now on one hand, I'm supposed to think like these, he's this holier than thou untouchable vessel. And on the other hand, I know what a criminal he was. And what a piece of shit human he was. And it's like, okay, but I have to resign. You know, like I have to put those two things together. So what am I going to come up with? I'm going to turn a blind eye to what he did. And I'm going to go with the side that I want to win now, which is the Pope is holy and untouchable. Why? Because that makes me feel more secure and comfortable in my belief system. Because then I don't have to defend my belief system. Because I'm like, well, I follow what the Pope says. But why? He, the Pope did it? No, no. The Pope is anointed by God and da 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 All shit that they've all made up. If he was supposed to be appointed, appoint, anointed by God and that's in the Bible, then that's great. They should have. But somewhere along the line, they went from it being sacred to just kind of like protocol. Like they took that blessing out and they've done it to themselves because they allowed the church to lose favor with the people. They let the government turn people into individuals and individuals don't believe in anything really, but themselves. That's what they're trying for. Anyway, that's what they're pushing for. Most of us still have like a belief system or value system, ethics, principles, morals, you know, all those pesky things that get in the way of controlling you. This is what I get out of all the documentaries that that winning shows, because like every little bit that they do, I see where they're chipping away at all our foundational blocks. And it what made me think of it was when I was talking to winning about how I teach. I make sure. I, I teach in the scaffolding manner and a lot of teachers are, they're not on board with that. They like to do like other, um, I can never say the word other pagogies, whatever, but, um, I can never say the word. I don't, I have some weird mental block when it comes to this word, but they teach a different way. They teach either just by example, or they teach just by lecture or whatever. I tend to teach in a scaffolding manner because I would rather get you to this point, realize you haven't mastered it and go back one or two or three, depending on how, you know, where you're at and make sure that those foundational skills are mastered at a point where they become absolutely 100% automatic for you. That's the problem. They don't do that anymore. That's how we were all taught. You didn't get to move on to another skill till you mastered the one before it because you're building on prior knowledge. So if you're building on prior knowledge and that prior knowledge is shaky, your future knowledge is not going to be where you want it to be. Your skill level is always going to be a little, meh. it's going to be touch and go. I don't want to have skills like I don't want to teach kids whose skills are going to be, you know, here or there. 
Like if I have a class, I need to know that you're all up to here. Good. If you're all up to here, then we can move forward as a class from there. But I can scaffold higher for the ones that are more advanced. And I can, you know, slow down the advancement for the ones who aren't getting it. And I can even go back. But once they've mastered it, that's a point of pride with them. You know, like we always made a big deal of moving on to the next skill. Like, oh, wow, you did this. You, you're so good at that. And they gained like a confidence. And we were talking about that. And I was like, the way I did that was the same way that they, well, that we all really like learned our religious aspects of life. We learned our values. We learned our morals, our ethics, all of those things that comprise our different belief systems. That's what we live by. So if you go and you're like these kids learning that God isn't in it and this isn't that and this, you know, there can be 744 genders. There can be like whatever. Everything is possible. So then there's nothing for them to build a foundation on. That's why you see so many are so confused. Because they grew up going, okay, well, I don't have to. You believe that, but I don't have to. No, you don't have to, but at least this makes sense. Like, why are you, you know, you're going off in a different direction. You're going off to the unknown. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be a bigot. I hate that word. Don't be a bigot. They want to label everything. And the problem with, that I have with that is once you adopt a label or once somebody sticks a label on you, they don't want you to change. It's very difficult yourself to change because you're always telling yourself, oh, but I'm this. Well, what if you're not? Well, no, but I am. How do you know? How do you know that's what you are? Like the whole bisexual thing. We're going to go back to that. Since I'm 16 years old, I identified as bisexual. Did I tell people? I'm not like at the top of my lungs, but if they said like, what are, no, I'm bi. Lesbians always had a problem with it. Gay men didn't have a problem. They don't give a shit. They're, they're pretty much good. Do whatever the fuck you want. But like lesbians are like, no, no, no. You have to pick a side. You have to pick a side. Why do I have to pick a side? Because you have to. I, I, all I have to do is pay taxes and die. Those are the two things I have to do. Like, that's it. And they would get really, really angry. And the thing was like, I was so like, this is who I am. But that wasn't who I was. That was what I liked. And I hate that he was right. But like it. That wasn't an identity for me. Because I wasn't living. With women. I wasn't. Trying to get into relationships with women. What was I doing? I was having sex with women. That was it. Half of them I didn't even know their names. Because I didn't want to. Why would I want to? Like, you're literally, you're just here for fun. That's it. And I told them that right out the gate. They knew there was no relationship potential, nothing. Like, no, this is just for fun. This is just sex. That's all this is. So that wasn't really my identity. That was just what I like doing. Yeah. And even that, I did that because I had trust issues with men. It wasn't better sex. It wasn't my preferred sex even. Like, people have asked me, well, you know, if you had to pick a side, if you absolutely, like, if my life depended on it, I'm going to choose dick 
every time. I know me. Because there's nothing beyond the sex with the woman that I want. I don't want to, you know, like, have a household with her. I don't want to sit there and, like, lay in bed with her all night. I don't want to tell her everything. Like, that's what I have friends for, to tell them my, my problems. And even that, I don't really do that with women that much. I do it here. But, like, privately, not not so much. Little things here and there, depending on how, you know, like, extraordinary the person is. But for the most part, no, I just, I just don't. But, like, going and having a real, like, committed relationship with a woman? No, I never wanted that with anybody except Christine. Christine was the only one I wanted that with. And again, I don't think it was a male-female thing. I think it was a Christine thing. I think it was just the fact that I just loved her as much as I did. And I don't even know if that would have worked out because she was like very critical of me all the time. <laughs> But relationships, yeah, no, I didn't see myself growing old with a woman. You know, I didn't see myself married to a woman ever. Ever. I don't care. Like, if you want to get married? Go ahead. Christine and Donna are married. My sister married a bunch of girls. I don't even know who the hell she's married to at this point. But it, like, that was a role that I could only envision myself with a man with like sex with the woman was fine but like something serious no that had to be a man because nothing else felt right to me it wasn't what i wanted but i forget my point damn it oh but the whole identity like but that's what they did when they took away all the stigmas that went with it Everything became acceptable. And once somebody, you know, convinced me that it's okay, you just go, you do whatever you need to do to be the real you, you know, experiment, test your wings, do whatever. It didn't make me any happier. What it did was confuse me because then I had all these options. And it was like, oh, my God, like I could go out, I could do this, I could do that. Could does not mean you should. And nobody taught me that. That was not something we discussed. We discussed can't. We discussed you're not allowed. But nobody ever sat me down and said, hey, you're going through this and you're thinking this. You know, when I was young, you could do that. Sure, nobody can stop you. But should you? You know, what are the consequences going to be for you? What is your mental state going to be? What is your emotional state going to be? Like, how confused is this going to make you if you step outside what you traditionally would feel comfortable doing to do something just because now you, you can, you're allowed, it's acceptable. Is that you or are you making that you? And would you even have tried it if somebody didn't turn around and say, oh, no, it's totally okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You just, you be you. We're going to celebrate you being you. If they didn't encourage it, would I have done it? Or would I have maybe tried to, oh, I don't know, address the problems I was having? 
rather than looking for an option that gave me an escape or a way out. This is the woeful blindfulness, blind, bleh, blindfulness that I'm talking about. You know, when it came to my relationships, I just moved on and whatever because, oh, it's fine. Just break up with them, whatever. Go do whatever. Be wild. Be you, girl. Go ahead. Okay, I did that, but that didn't make the problem go away. I just turned a blind eye to it. So I was like, la, 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 la. Like, I'm not going to address it so it doesn't exist. That's not true. You know, just because you put a blanket over the cat doesn't mean the cat's not still there. Just means you don't see it. You know, you put a napkin over a pile of dog shit and you step in it. You're not stepping on an empty napkin. You're stepping on a napkin that's covering dog shit. It's still there. You're still going to feel the effects of it. You just won't see it. All right, I'm way behind in chat. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. StreamYards is being so weird. So weird. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Rabbit. I don't have boundaries. I gave up my most bras and girdles years ago. <laughs> Look, Winnie and I had a whole conversation about the Taylor Swift um, depends thing. I said they're not depends. Those As soon as I saw that video of her in the blue dress or the lilac dress that went up. I was like, no, that's butt padding. I was like, she's wearing the, the ass cushion underwear. And he was like, the what? And I had to go find him like pictures of like that. They just sell girdles that have foam padding to give you a butt. And it's funny. Cause he was like, do you have one of those? I was like, do I have a, a butt or do I have a girdle that has one? Cause I don't need extra padding. Thank you very much. Like, no. Mm -mm. Trust me, my, my ass has plenty of personality. Uh-uh. I love my ass. It's fine. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Don't think my prior chat went through. So, good am, Rumblers. No, it didn't go through. I was looking for you. Hi, honey. Yeah, Rumble was being weird. It wouldn't open my stream before. It was really getting on my fucking nerves. Um, and then, like, nothing in chat by anybody. I was like, okay. Puffer, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Good to see you, lady. Hugs to you. Hugs to you, sweetie. I know you're talking to lady, lady, but I'm going to take hugs for myself because I need hugs. Ah, uh, do, do, do. Well, the fact he's even the real Pope is the bad. I know. I know. Never heard of a Pope still being alive and then voting for a new one. Uh-huh. That's like, you. I didn't think you could abdicate that position. I mean, I knew you could abdicate as like a, you know, like royalty, like a king or a queen or whatever. And even that's very like involved. And there's certain titles you have to retain and like whatever. I never heard of a Pope doing anything but kicking the bucket. Like, what did he, does he think like he's what? Like God was like, okay, I'm you I'm gonna make you Pope. I'm gonna anoint you as Pope, but only for a little while while you feel like it. No. Wolfram Boo, did that help with the hiccups? Well, they went away, so yeah, I guess they did. Uh do, 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 thank you for that. 
lady awesome said, did y'all see yesterday's shooter situation? Yes. At the mega church in the Joel Osteen church. Yeah, supposedly a, a lady walked in with a five-year-old boy and she was wearing a trench coat. They're not entirely sure at the point, at the time that I heard it this morning. Well, I heard it last night and then I looked into it again this morning. Um, apparently there were two off duty police officers attending the church and they fired back because she started firing into the crowd with either, I think it was a rifle. She, they said she had a long gun, but I think it was a rifle. I don't think it was a shotgun. Uh, and they, they got her, but they also clipped the kid and a 57 year old man that was like nearby. And they weren't entirely sure if he was already there, if he was just, you know, an innocent bystander, or if he was with her. Um, again, at the time that I was watching this report, yeah, they, they don't have a motive or anything like that. I mean, what, what possesses people to do this? Can we all just adopt the thing that if you feel like you're going to go out and take out a bunch of people, just do it yourself to yourself first. You know, if you're going to create victims, make yourself the first victim. It'll save a whole bunch of trouble. Or how about you just go get help? How about that? And the thing is like, all right, maybe... I hate to say it, but even going to get help, all they're going to do is put you on more friggin' medication. But I mean, some people, a little Thorazine might be nice. Just saying. Some people need it. If it wasn't so damn expensive, they could do like the long-term inpatient care. But no, they want to do everything outpatient, everything outpatient. Okay, but some people can't deal with doing therapy once a week. You know, they, they won't show up for it. They won't do it. You know, give them a program that's not going to make them into like crazier people, you know, and give them something to attend. They need something that's like 24 hours a day for a little while to reprogram their bodies and minds. They're not going to do it on their own. You know, they, they're like, oh, you get therapy and then you do all these things. You're not thinking of the environment this person lives in. The environment definitely contributes and enables to them being who they were rather than who they want to be. It's making them into who they're afraid they are. And then they snap and they go and they do stupid shit. I can't imagine what possesses these people to take that final step. We've all had violent thoughts towards other people, but you know what? That's, it's part of the brain. It's part of that lizard brain that goes, oh, I would moving on because you don't do it. You're never going to do it. You might say it because it feels good to vent. You might think it because you can't really control what thoughts are going to pop into your head. But your actions carrying it out that you can control. That is a decision. You have sat down, you have decided, you have planned, and you have executed that plan. There's no going back from that. And I don't think there should be forgiveness for that. If you took the time and steps and put in the effort, you should pay for that. 
Now, she did with her life, but then other people had to pay too. And now her family has to deal with that. You know, and whoever knew about it is going to have to deal with that. It's not fair. It's not fair to put that on other people. And I mean, some, some people do that so that they have, you know, death, they call it death by cop because they don't have the, um, the capability of taking their own life. So they go and put themselves in a situation where they're going to get taken out. There's not going to be a negotiation. There's not going to be arrests. Jail is not in their future. The only thing in their future is a bullet to the head and that's it. Like they know it. The people who are shooting at them, shooting back at them, know it. They know that they came here to do a very specific thing. And I tend to think that's a lot of these desperate people. They hate themselves and their lives so much that yet they don't have either the means to do it or they're scared that they'll like fuck it up and wind up worse than they were before. And everybody will know they're crazy. So they go and do this horrible thing knowing that there's no mercy on the other end of that. They don't get to talk their way out of it. They go in, they're extremely ob obscenely violent and completely out of control and they get taken out. So they get their wish. You know, they don't care about the legacy they're leaving behind. They don't care about their reputation. They're dead. They know they're going to be dead at the end of it. They're like, might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Okay. I really do think that's why many of them go to this extreme. They just use, oh, I got bullied as an excuse or, oh, this as an excuse. So I'm going to take it out on this particular group of people. Even though that group had nothing to do with it. Because you notice they're always like, I got bullied when? Like 12 years ago. Those people aren't in that classroom anymore. They're your age, stupid. So why are you going to school? Why? Because you need the excuse. Because you want to check out and you know this is an unforgivable, absolutely heinous act and somebody's going to take you out. They're going to do the job for you. And you won't have to worry about it. It's the ultimate like selfish ending. It really is. That's how I see most of these these school shootings, the mall shootings, church shootings, all that kind of stuff. Any kind of mass shooting, that's what I look at. I'm like, how fucking selfish are you? Because they always wind up being on something else. Or having, oh, they have severe mental problems. No shit, they just like shot up a bunch of people they don't even know. It wasn't like that postal worker. Remember when you say, oh, I'm going to go postal. That he got fired and then went back and like shot up the post office. I mean, oh. That was still selfish as shit, but he went back because he was mad. Like he went for vengeance. He had revenge on his on his mind. He didn't wait 10 years to go back and shoot a whole different post office full of people. No, he went back because he wanted to shoot his boss that fired him. Like that was his objective. He had a plan. You know, these I think they say one thing, the press spins it as something else. And really underneath, they're just deeply unhappy people who do not have the care for society or humanity that they should because they're so apathetic and so at the end of their rope.
and they don't have the courage of their convictions to do it themselves. So they would rather put that guilt on somebody else. And they're like, well, maybe if I do that and I don't hit anybody, maybe, you know, it's not really a sin. I'm just, I'm not hurting anybody. I do. I look at it from all different perspectives. And I mean, I come up with a lot of different things that I think they would be thinking. It's disturbing. Lady said, scary. I'm not an organized religion person. I'm more of do my own thing. However, the attack on organized religion is frightening. Well, yeah, because now they're all told that it's such a bad thing. I'm all for being an individual. I'm all for having your own spiritual, you know, like, um, pathway. Because, like, I've told you guys, like, mine, everybody's like, oh, Shelly, you need Jesus. No, me and Jesus are just fine. We are just fine. Just because you don't understand or approve of my relationship with Jesus doesn't mean that it matters to me. And it doesn't matter that it, and that it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It does. It's just you don't like it. I can't help that. If the church hadn't been as corrupt and disgusting as it was and is, if they didn't like condone, you know, the map people, like if they didn't condone like all this same sex marriage is the same as, you know, regular marriage. No, it's not. But that's neither here nor there. That's my opinion, whatever occasionally I'll find like a same sex couple that actually has like the love and respect and the trust and the longevity. Most of them, they, they, oh my, every gay freaking couple that I knew, I'm like, how many times have you been married to how many people? It's just like, it's like saying, oh, we're going steady. It's just terrible. And Candace Owens said it the other day, she said they do it for the tax purposes. I I'm starting to believe that. Because they're in and out of these marriages like crazy. I've been married once. If he hadn't been an alcoholic, abusive son of a bitch who was going to kill me one day, I would not have divorced him. I wouldn't have left him if he didn't hit my kid. I would have stuck it out. I would have been miserable my whole life, but I would have stuck to my vows. It killed me. That I broke my vows. I don't break promises. I don't do that. But in the end. It was going to be him or me. And I like me better. He was not going to put me in the ground. And that's where we were headed. Because he was getting more. And more. And more violent. And he showed no. Fucking signs of leaving. Despite the fact that he had a girlfriend and another girlfriend and another, well, like, he wasn't going anywhere. Why would he? He had a fucking perfect meal ticket there. Why would he go anywhere? I had to be the one to say, no, I don't want my daughter seeing this. I don't want her to think that this is an acceptable relationship. This is like, and I didn't use the word toxic. I was like, this is abusive as fuck. I don't want her thinking this is okay. And so like we tried to stick it out, like, you know, to get her through her surgeries and everything. But then he hit her and that was it. Two weeks later, all his shit was already packed and gone. And he was like, what happened? You crossed that line that you can't cross. 
I I got a line. That's it. You hurt my kid. You're fucking done. Like you ain't never coming back from that. That I don't care. I could be you could be sent to me directly from God with the fucking note on your little ribbon around your neck saying from God and joy for life. You fuck with my kids. You're done. You're done. I'll be like, thank you, God, for the gift. I'm sending them to the devil. I'm, I'm regifting. Off to hell you go. Uh-uh. That is my one line. I will never move. I will never move that line. You even go near it. And your days are numbered in my life. And there's no going back. There's no way of winning that back. Like that kind of trust. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to be part of organized religion, then that's fine. Be a part, you know, be the good part. Be the good influence there. You know, don't, don't follow the bad stuff. And that's the thing. We turn a blind eye to it. We're like, well, they did all these good things. Yeah, but they did these bad things. These need to be addressed and fixed. You know, just throwing some gold and marble and glitter on them doesn't make them okay. You know, dressing them in white doesn't make them pure. It doesn't. It gives the illusion. But as soon as you see, like, you know, you see underneath the, the vestment, it's just rot. And it's disgusting. So that's my take on, on that kind of thing. Um, Flatty, I like the single life and friends with benefits. Girl, <laughs> I used to love friends with benefits, but then my friends wanted more benefits, and it was like, no. No, no, no. Darth, happy Monday, honey. Happy Monday. I I saw your your stream on Friday. That went really well. It was cute. You guys are cute. I enjoyed that. I fell asleep like 15 minutes before you ended, but I mean, I tried. I was up for so long, but it was really good. I enjoyed it. I did. It was funny because you sounded like so giddy. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't play this one on advanced speed because you were talking fast as hell. I love you to pieces, Dart, but you really, you sounded nervous and you were like super excited. And I was just, I was just happy for you. I really was. Um, Flighty said, I also bat for both sides and I don't want to marry either. Yeah. The thing is like, I used it as an identity label and that wasn't true. And it took me years years i mean i clung to that i fought so many people about that and it it took this one to freaking tell me no and it wasn't that he was saying no that's not something that you're not like yeah you obviously you know like having sex with women but that's not a lifestyle for you like you wouldn't choose to do just that you know you want something different that means that that's not your real identity that's just he calls it a fetish. I don't like that. It's just that's a desire that you have. It's it's a you know predilection, I guess you can call call it. 
yeah, Pope, you would think that Pope would be a position till death. I mean, God appointed you and anointed you. Let's put it that way. Who are you to be like, no, I'm good. I'm just I'm going to give you my time card now. I'm done. I know this was until I was supposed to join you, but yeah, no, I like, I want time off before I die. What is that? You're supposed to be married to the church, married to God. Okay. So what are you saying? You want like a trial separation from the church? Like, is that what we're doing now? Cause no. And you know, they know all the secrets. They're told. So where are you going with those secrets? I don't trust your ass. Like, unless you're going to come here and tell me, no, go back and go sit on your little popey throny chair and put your fucking pointy white hat on and do a sermon. Do your job. I mean, he legit has one job. You can't do it. You had all these people come together and vote you in. They tell you all this stuff. You you have all this information at your fingertips. And you go, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, go I'm just going to leave. I think that guy should be Pope. Fuck out of here. Like, that's that's not how it works. Proper smile. It was for you. Oh, thank you. Apparently, women, I respect that holy. <laughs> Lady awesome just has a name that makes uh, misguidance for me and my messages. <laughs> We all confused anyway. It's his life. Love yous. Thank you very much, Puffer. That was very sweet of you. That was. Darth Hideous, not how that works. Not how what works. The Popish thing? Because, mm. oh, the, they made asylums illegal because ways of, because of wayism. Wayism? Oh, wayism. <laughs> I am so not ready for Darth Lord. <laughs> Uh, hi, Ellie. Good day. Good day. Good day. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Fuck that. Ah, fuck that Fanook. Oh, this is for Darth. Since you're talking about, like, you're saying, fuck you. Da, 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 let's see. Because he wasn't here. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Fuck you. You weird. Go away. <laughs> I'm going to play these until I get tired of them. Nick also said this. Stop eating beans, bangers and mash, beans on toast. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. I should have let that clip go a little bit further and just labeled it when she squirts too hard. Motherfucker! Oh, God damn it! Yep. When she's a squirter. Shit. I should have done that. I should have. Uh, I had fun making those clips. They, they were, I hate making my own little clips. But winning's been busy. So I was like, meh. Of course, mine are literally just clips of words. I ain't putting music to them. No. No. Uh, mm -mm. Know your limits. Uh, do, do, do. Rumble lets us tag now. Yes, it does. Yeah, I heard this was a thing on mobile. It works on PC now, too. That's amazing. Interesante. 
My internet's been whacked all morning. That's all right, because StreamYards, I don't know why, but it's compacting the chats, so it's really hard for me to read them. Like, it'll be like Daisy Girl, Darth, Darth, Jacob, and then another one by Darth will be half on top of Jacob's, so I can't read Jacob's. And then, like, the next one, like, it'll be a space. I don't know. They're, like, they're out of alignment. It's weird. Not, I would just use that as an example. Castro! Boobies. Uh, <laughs> that was my job last night. That's always my job, watching the movies. But we watch Stripes, and I'm just sitting there going, mm, boobies. Mm, boobies. Mm, lots of boobies. There's lots of boobies. And mud. And more boobies. It was fun. I like stripes. It was a little re-retake on, on the army. Like that is not what boot camp is like, but whatever. It was funny. Um, actually, these people go to schools almost precisely for the opposite reason of that. Some of I think I really do think they do that so that they get taken out. Like they're hurting. They want other people to hurt. Yes, sure. Some of them, not all of them. But I think underlying on all of them is the desire to be taken out. It's just some of them have the additional desire of taking other people out as well. That's why you see the difference between the ones that go in with like, you know, an automatic and like two bullets and one gun. Like there's a difference between them. And some of them are just targeted. Some of them just, I don't know. I, I try to understand the crazy in people. And I think that underlying, they all do share that one commonality. They want to be taken out. Because they know that's the inevitable end. They know they're not going to jail. They're not getting arrested. They're going to the grave is where they're going. And they know it. And they set out knowing that. Yeah, so I think that's the commonality. Now, do they have additional agendas? Yes, absolutely. I'm certain that they do. Everybody's got a, you know, quote-unquote reason. You know, some of them want to do carnage. Some of them don't. Some of them aren't even aware they're doing it. I'm telling you, those pills, they... I don't think we've had one of them that wasn't on, like, antidepressants. And once I got off the antidepressants, I realized what a huge difference it made to my entire personality. I mean, I was just out of control. There And I, there were no fucks to be had because I was so apathetic toward everything. Nothing I did mattered. Didn't matter. Cut here, cut there, whatever. There was, I lost the ability to be ashamed of my actions. And if I think I'm going to be ashamed of something I do, I don't do it. That's usually my general rule of thumb. That I just don't do it. But those pills made me not feel any kind of shame toward anything. So everything was fair game. And I became the worst version of myself. Because there was nothing holding me back. It was every bad habit, every bad instinct I had giving carte blanche to do whatever it wanted because nobody gives a fuck anyway. Who cares? I have no fucks left to give. And that became true and on every level. 
And I became a really bad version of me. I did not like myself. And it wasn't until I got off them and they were completely out of my system. And it took like a month and a half when I finally, my mind felt sharp. You know, and I remembered who I was. Like, why are you saying that? Like, don't say that. Why would you say that? Why would you purposely try to hurt that person? They didn't do shit to you. Well, you would just want to be mean to be mean. Like, no, there are consequences, bitch. And I started to care again. And I started to get involved in my life and other people's lives. You know, I wasn't like, all right, walk away. I don't give a fuck. I can say it all day. But at the time, I felt that way. That's not me. I usually, I get attached. So me leaving people is very difficult. You know, unless you cross that line, I will stick it out till the bitter end. Those pills, I was like, fuck everybody, I don't need nobody. And then I just turned around and just do whatever the fuck I wanted. I did what everybody else wanted. And I didn't really think about it. Once I got off those, everything was different. My mindset was different. The way I felt about things was different. My ability to deal with anxiety and like any kind of pushback. I've never crumbled under pressure until I was on those damn pills. I couldn't open an envelope because the anxiety had me shaking. Are you shitting me? I used to go into surgery on animals with the damn doctor and have no problem doing everything he wanted in like really high stakes freaking kind of like environment. No problem at all. My hands didn't shake, nothing. Spur of the moment decisions, anybody you know, having a crisis, I'm the one you called. And then they put me on these damn anti-anxieties and antidepressants and I couldn't even deal with my coffee spilling. I would complete, that would be three days of like depression and self-hatred and self-harm, to be honest. And once I got off them, that was like, no, you're not doing that. What are you, 12? Like, you're not a teenager anymore. Bitch, that ain't cute. Stop it. Grow up. You know, I was able to make more adult decisions. I was able to tell myself, you're being stupid. Think, step back. Take a breath. Don't react to everything. Okay, go. You know, it was different. And I think they all go through that. I do. Uh, they go to do mass carnage to others. Not all of them. If they went and shot up a police station or an army base, then I might think you're right. No, but they know where the people are going to go to. They go to the place where they know nobody should be armed. Well, yeah, that's that little bit of survival instinct. I hate to say it. That's the, I think that's their way of, it's not going to happen until like the last minute because nobody's going to suspect. But like I said, they all have their own agendas, but I do think that, you know, finding their end is always there. Like that's always the underlying push. Here's a funny redub of Putin calling by a clip for blowing up a pilot. <laughs> I'll look at that later. 
I can't click on shit here. Um, I knew you were talking to Shell when you said lady. I was just happy to see you. Oh, see, I didn't know. I don't assume. I don't I try not to assume. I assume when it comes to other people. When it's something nice toward me, I don't assume. Isn't that I know that says so much. Uh Shelly, heal thyself. Oh, by the way, I did recommend that book. Um, what was it? Patient Heal Thyself to my friend Manny. He he said to say thank you. I think Ellie recommended it. Or was it was it Ellie or was it um ZD or Inya? I don't know. It was one of you one of you girls. I, I did. I recommended it to him. So he, he was so happy that I was talking. He was like, I absolutely will read it. We'll talk about it. I was like, that means I got to read it. <laughs> How about you read it and tell me about it? But yeah, he was super happy. So thank you for that. Uh, that shit's fun. I'm sure it is. I wish I could see it. Send it to my discord. Somebody. I remember that one mass shooter that went to the church in Texas and a parishioner shot him dead before he heard anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't try to do mass shootings in Texas unless it's a piece of shit government institution like the Uvalde public schools. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. I mean, I know some pussy cops and even they would have been like, no, they'd have manned up because it's kids. Daisy, be right back. Uh, if I'm going to church, I'm grabbing a few extra magazines. Oh, no. Your magazines better be Reader's Digest. I like me better too, Michelle. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how we go. That's how my cousin passed suicide by cop. Yeah. His, he killed his ex-wife's boyfriend, had a stand of police, and went out in a blaze of glory. Yep. 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 Oh, Puffer, that's sweet. She said, always happy to see you, lady. <laughs> that was for you, lady. Awesome. I was. I miss... I miss my diff time. Oh, that you were nervous? Yeah. She may not. She might not. Very low-key fave. Yeah, no. I never would have guessed it. Never, ever. Oh, my goodness. It's a secret of the universe unveiled. Div is Dart's fave. I never would have guessed that. Thanks, her. man. I feel like we're like, oh, we're having like secret time. You're a jerk. <laughs> To be honest, I don't think God has anything to do with the Pope anymore to the extent that he ever did. Yeah, I don't know that he ever did. I really don't. Because you look, like I said, they were just religious kings. They made themselves royalty. You had the king. You had the nobles. You had, like, you know, all their little serfs underneath them. And then you had the peasants. Jesus, they even have the same types of, like, uniforms for their little armies. What religious, like, sect has to have its own army? Explain that to me. You're the Pope. Why you Why you need Swiss Guard? I don't, I don't get that. Why do you need, like, your own security, like, to that extent? Because if you ever saw, like, how they're armed up inside, Lord, I mean, they have, they're ready for, like... <laughs> They act like Attila the Hun is coming for them. Then they have to like defend themselves. I'm pretty sure if the U.S. ever stormed the Vatican and took like all their money, we could pay off every single penny we owe to anybody ever 
from the past and the present and about a hundred years into the future. Cause those motherfuckers have money. Jesus. I was like, that's not real gold. That shit is real gold. Do not be fooled. Everything you see that's gold is gold. It is not a gold alloy. It's not gold plated. That shit is gold. When things go down, the church is set. They have their own army. They have a wall surrounding their city. I mean, Jesus. How come they're allowed to have border walls? Make them open theirs to everybody. Send the migrants to St. Peter's Square. Go ahead. Send them. Church is all about charity, right? Catholic charities. Go ahead. Send them. There's tons of room. Tons of room. Why isn't the Vatican City a sanctuary city? No. Because you go in there and they don't like you, they will kick your ass out, put you in jail. They don't go, well, fuck. They don't give a fuck. They could be like, oh, he looked at the Pope crooked. Thought I saw him pulling something. Uh, Okay. What am I missing here? Uh, what call it? Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> boobies. The boobies were from last night, honey. Uh, I don't think, I don't think the pop, the Pope exists in the Bible, does he? I mean, as far as I know, the um, what we call it, Peter was supposed to be the rock upon which the church would be built. I believe that was said in the Bible. I can't give you an exact quote. I literally can only regurgitate like the stories that I've heard or been told or watched or whatever. But apparently like Jesus said that Peter would be the rock upon which his church would be built, meaning he would be the father of the church, which either in Latin or, you know, like Italian or whatever the hell language, maybe Spanish depending on who took over the church at the time, the the father of the church would be the Papa. So to go from Papa to Pope is not that big of a leap. So they could have just, you know, created the language. The same thing with cardinals. There's no mention of cardinals in the friggin'. They didn't like set up the hierarchy in the Bible. That was man-made. But because the Pope was supposed to be, you know, the most highly anointed and closest to God on earth to, you know, like take God's word and give it to the people you did what the Pope said. And isn't it nice to create yourself the cult leader? Um, and it's not even like he's, he receives the word of God directly. It says you are now the Pope. No, it's a bunch of Cardinals who vote him in. So if he had money or if he had any kind of like, political clout or whatever which they all did then he got their vote if he if somebody was not going to like look at borgia if they weren't going to vote for him he had them killed and if they were on the fence he just paid them really well so that they voted for him or they'd give him like one of their daughter like his daughter like here's my daughter for a night go ahead like oh you can marry my daughter and then you'll vote for me like that's how little his children meant to him and that's how easy it was to get a vote out of somebody you know, in the most crooked way possible. 
So it's like, I'm supposed to believe God appointed you? No, like a bunch of dudes dressed in red with pointy hats and like circle jerking are sitting there with their wallets open and their, you know, votes up for grabs. And if that ain't politics, I don't know what is. It's literally, I'm just going to pay for you to vote for me. Is it really like... See, people forget. They forget that's how popes were, were picked. So if the head of the Catholic Church can steal his own election, why do they think it's impossible for politicians to do it today? Why is it unlikely? They're taking their cues from religious leaders. <laughs> okay, you're the head of the church, so God sanctioned you to do this job. He said, this is you. I tap you. That's it. Did God say that or did man say that? Of course, man chose them, but they slapped the God label on it and God approved. This Pope was inspected by God. You know, like, so why, why would they doubt it? And yet when it comes to politicians, they're like, no, that's impossible. If it wasn't impossible to blatantly by the votes of cardinals to become pope. You, there's only a set number of cardinals. They have they're stuck in a room together until they vote the new one in. You know who's voting for who, you know who's getting what, you know who's being blackmailed, who's being bribed, who's being threatened. And yet no consequences. Just a new pope. If that occurs, why would you think that millions of people voting by paper or an electronic thing that could be changed at any point by a good hacker. Why would you think those are so out of the realm of possibility for, you know, cheating? Why is it a surprise? Seems a little naive to me. You know, but they say those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Apparently we just, we don't give a fuck about history anymore. Ours or anybody else's. Putin knew his entire history going back to like, you know, before Christ. We don't know shit. And our country's only like 250 plus years old. How do we not know everything? I don't know everything. And I studied the Revolutionary War on my own as an adult. Still don't know everything. There, because who knew... You know, like what I was reading was a lie, wasn't a lie. If it was biased, it was this, it was that. Accurate, you know. <sighs> it frustrates me. Uh, I don't remember it being mentioned. No. None of that was mentioned. Wolfram perks up. Ears perk up. Boobies. Boobies. Boobies, boobies, boobies. They's going to heck, always to heck. I'm Michelle Sweeter. Oh, look, Darth is on X. <laughs> That's just fun to say. Darth is on X. I tell you, if you ever do get on X, you better get in my chat. Tell me, and I will do a live specifically to see what you act like in chat on X. That would be hilarious. It would. I do not recommend this channel, does not recommend the use of any types of um, pharmaceutical drugs, legal or non legal. But if you ever decided to make the terrible mistake of doing that, 
then let me know so I could do a live and you can go and chat because that would be fucking hilarious. Uh, Ellie's still using my phone because the water spill on my laptop. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Darth Hideous, the papal authority needs his own Pope army. Yeah, but for what? For what? To protect the treasures? Because a good security company could do that. Technology is a thing. No, they're outside so that they keep the riffraff out. They ain't protecting him from, like, an aggressor. They're protecting him from, like, the dirty populace. That's what they do. It's just a fear tactic to keep you away. Take your migrants, send them to Vatican City. Yes, do that. Right? Why not? They got the room. They got the money. I saw Ellie. I can't read it yet, but I'll, I, I saw part of it, and I got to think. I got to go back and see that show. <laughs> Uh, Darth, I declare myself the Pope of Michelle's chat. I'm the most highly annoying here, so I get to be Pope. Okay. You could be the Pope of my chat. That's fine. You can't be king of chat, though. That's winning. He's the king of my everything. I know. Whatever. I'm mushy. I don't care. Uh, what's up, Darth Tertius? <laughs> that's Pope Darth Tertius to you, plebeian. You whamming. You better watch it. She's going to knock you out with her 19th. Uh, doo -doo -doo. She is. <laughs> Deb Hef on Rumble. Hey, what's up? Coming from Rumble. Happy Monday. I almost said happy Friday. I keep doing that on Mondays. You realize that? Every time I say hi, happy Monday, I want to say happy Friday. I think because I just want the weekend back. Last Friday, I needed a do-over because that last Friday just sucked balls. Uh, welcome, welcome. Darth Hideous Putin made up all that history on the spot. All the fact writers were killed in the guys. <laughs> oh, God, Darth. He said, so Russia has no official history. I act the fucking same. Oh, no, my one weakness, the 19th melts. I know, it's like throwing water on the Wicked Witch. Ugh. You know I love to do that. I'm, every time he gets into an argument, I'm like, you know what? You go, you argue, Darth. I'm just going to go sit over here and cuddle my 19th. He gets so mad. <laughs> it's like pressing the turbo button. <laughs> there you go. If you're going to go, do it right. Let me set you off. Let me help. I'm helpful like that. Uh, Putin also was putting out some history that isn't real. It was what the Russians tell their people. I mean, that's what we all do. Don't we? That's, that's what you do. America does it all the time. They do it actively today. They don't tell you the truth. They tell you what they want you to believe. Ellie, I use my 19th wisely. Like the Schwartz. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, but um, when it came to the whole Putin thing, I just, I really enjoyed hearing him. Because, you know, I just, I, I wondered what he was going to say. Did I believe it? No. Did I believe some of it? Yeah, some of it. I was like, mm, wait, we knew that. But nobody says it out loud. That was the thing that was most shocking to me, that he was like, 
you people, common sense, you know the answer. Like, <laughs> like why are you asking me questions? You know the answer. You just want me to validate you? Okay, fine. I validate your answer. There you go. I'll back you up on it. You believe this. I'm just going to regurgitate it to you. You don't want to believe it, but you do. Always question Putin. He was KGB. Oh, absolutely. No, I get it. But I question everybody now. It's funny. I I created different memberships. I added membership levels on my account here. Because I didn't like just having the three. Because they were too far apart. So I made like a bargain, a bargain one. So that they could just be townies. They have to pay protection money. That's how that goes. And then you have um, the crew. And then you have um, the feds. Because it's. If you're going to come here and like you know spy or whatever. The least you should do is like have a membership fee. I mean come on. Like. Don't lurk for free. Don't don't spy on other. Don't spy on me for nothing. Like I deserve something for that. I'm letting you do it, because they think they come here and they're like, oh, you know, hi, whatever. They think I don't know that they're reporting to somebody else. I always know, and I always know who they are. But I mean, the least you could do is like pay the Fed fee. And then there's um the family, and then the bosses. Hey there, I kept looking for you. Finally found you on here. I'm. Oh, hi, Debbie. How are you? Aw. I hope everything's going well. Last time I heard you were going in the middle of the whole the whole uh, divorce thing and everything. So I haven't been on YouTube in a while either. My mom is really, oh, well, that answered that question. I'm sorry. I hope she gets better. I hope you're doing well, too. I'll make sure to say a prayer for her and for you. I'm glad to see you here. Aw. It's been a long time. Been a long time might even be is kgb i mean when you're kgb that's like being cia are you ever out of it it's like being mafia you're never like out of it you might be a little disassociated from it you might not be actively involved but you're still in it you know th that shit is like aids or herpes or you know like you ain't never getting rid of that fucker it's in your blood Till the day you die, it might be dormant, but it's still there. You're still a part of it. Hey, Darth, I was just going to say it's good to see you. There you go. Uh, mom, oh, I'm sorry, honey. Your mom has cancer. Hopefully it's something that, you know, she can fight. Oh, I'm sorry. I Again, I will. I'll say a prayer. I have a very, <laughs> very long list. I swear to God, I'm going to start praying to God and be like, you know, all the people I know, these three people don't need special attention, but you know, that's about it. <laughs> I'm just going to start telling, just, can you just blanket cover everybody I know? Because we all need it because we're all suffering down here. And then I'll do my specifics. I mean, I kind of do that anyway. I'm like, God, can you just make the world a little better? I'm not saying make it perfect, but can you stop this goddamn spiral that we're on? Because I really don't want to wind up living in a world where I don't want to live in it because of other people. Like, my issues should be my issues. I don't want to have to deal with all theirs. Like, can we just find some happiness somewhere, some good news, some decent fucking people to protect the other decent people? 
every time. It's like, uh, why, why, why did the good ones have to get shit on? Why? I don't understand the need for all of this. Yeah, you gave free will, but could you maybe, when you were giving out the free will, have given them a little extra decency and common sense? Because that would have been great. That would have been awesome. Maybe not make people so damn deplorable and corruptible. How about that? Like the soul should be made of sturdier stuff. And it's not. People are so easily swayed sometimes. You just have to know what need they have and fulfill it. That's it. That's the hardest part. Figuring out what people need. Not what they want. But what the inherent need is. That void. Everybody has a void. And they're always trying to fill it with something. If you can figure out where that void is in every person you meet and you can fulfill that, you can write your own ticket. That person will do anything for you to keep that in their life because they're so desperate for it. And the fact of the matter is you could do it once. You could fulfill that need once. And never do it again. And they'll keep you in their life because they think, well, they did it once. Maybe I can get them to do it again. And then they start like you. That's where you train people to like, please you to get you to give them that one thing that they didn't get from anybody else. It's the worst type of dark psychology. It really is. It's the worst form of manipulation. And there are some people who, God, they do it like they're breathing. They could just read somebody, know exactly where that void is. These are the con men of the world. These are like the, the psychic hotline people that actually know like information, whatever. And you're like, oh my God, how did they know that? Because they read you, stupid. They, they could read different things about you, like what you're lacking. And they know what to give you. They're not giving you specific information. They're giving you the most vague general information. But you have such a need to have it. You fill in all the blanks yourself. You validate everything that they say. You justify it. And you believe it. And you leave there feeling better. But you're feeling better based on a lie. On willful blindness. You are not willing to see that you're being manipulated and lied to because that doesn't bring you comfort. Believing them brings you comfort. It heals something in your soul for the time being that's hurting you. It is filling a void of some sort. They know that, you know that, you're not willing to look at it. So they can continue to manipulate you because you are now happy and comfortable in that lie. You've accepted it. As your truth. Not as the truth. Your truth. That's why people use that. I'm going to tell my truth. Yeah but your truth is a fabrication. Is what it is. There's your side. Their side. And then there's the truth. And most likely. Unless you're like. Really really like. 100% on like truth serum. You ain't telling the truth. It's always going to be colored in your favor. Because you're seeing it through your lens, your perception. I had this whole, this was what I talked about with winning the other day about that documentary guy that I 
fucking hated. I was like, I really like, I don't like him. And he was like, well, I said, cause he's oh, now I remember why I said, because he's tall. He's so goddamn pompous and condescending. And he was like, I didn't think so. I said, yeah, I hear what he's saying. I know that you're, you like the words that he's saying, but I'm telling you what he's saying and what they're going to hear are two completely different things because of his tone, his delivery, and just his general dickishness coming across. Like he is not, this is not going to be well-received. Like you're going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. And it's not because you're telling them the truth. It's because this guy is making them feel stupid. That's his point. He was so condescending. Everything he said, we already knew. But the thing is, the way he said it would make you feel stupid forever having fallen for it. You know, it, he took things that are important to us in present day and completely made it like you're an ignorant, you know, selfish piece of shit for believing this or whatever. Like, you know, anybody with a clue or anybody with any class or whatever, like he, he made a lot of judgments in the stuff that he was saying. And it wasn't what he said. It was how I was receiving it because of his delivery. And it was just, it just really, it drove me insane. And it was just like, it was, mm, I, I don't even remember his name, but I just remember being so angry to the point where like when he was, he was taken aback because he was like, you've never like gone in on somebody like this. Like you, I mean, for him to say that I gave a scathing review, I don't do scathing. I always find something, you know, good about whatever. And this one, I was like, no, no, I don't want, no, I don't want to listen anymore. I don't know. Absolutely not. I don't know. Mm -mm, we're not doing this one. And he was just like, okay, why? And I was like, I'll tell you why. And I just went off and he was just, wow. Like I'm free with my opinions, but that day I was super free with like my true opinions. Cause that guy set me the fuck off. I was like, he's going to hurt chat. I don't want that. And I knew it was going to be that kind of like, because he was so absolute about everything that he was right. And you're wrong. If you don't follow his, you know, thing to a T and whatever, it was just, Oh no, no, no. And he was like, okay, like no problem. Like we're not showing this one. Like, but he was, he was surprised because I don't have those kind of extreme reactions to stupid shit, like a documentary. Uh, I don't know how I got there, but yeah, no, I will definitely, I will definitely pray for your mom, Debbie. I'm so sorry. Let us know if there's anything we can do. Um, and I know chat chat's the same, like Dart said, he'll, he'll pray too. And we're all with you sending you love and healing energy to your mom. It's really hard. I know. Um, Elifan said, damn it, Shelly, I feel in-laws tainted. <laughs> you didn't feel that before? <laughs> Debbie, yes, fuck cancer. Her pain is so crazy. It's so hard to watch. She's resting right now, so I had a little bit of time to search. Oh, I'm glad you found me. I, I am. Uh, if you go on YouTube at all uh, and you're subscribed there's um well there's a community page that's for members only i think it's for members only 
I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but you can find me in discord if you still have discord and we'll have a chit chat. Uh, Darth, Darth said, dear Lord Jesus, you know, the list, it's still the same prayer list as it always is. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Some nights if I'm super tired, that's kind of the prayer it is. I'm just like, God, you know, I'm going to name a bunch, but I'm going to forget a bunch because it's late and I'm tired and you know, my list and could you just take care of them? Thank you. I love you. And if you have time left over, can you throw some good luck my way? Cause life is shit right now. Like, <laughs> like can you do that for me? But, um, I try not to ask for much for me because I know that there are people who ask for stuff for me. So I'm like, they got that covered. But every once in a while, I'm like, God, you know my issues. Like, are you watching? You you gonna lend a hand? Like a little something, a little something, something. Like just just saying, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be greedy. But can I just maybe have a day with like no fucking pain? That'd be awesome. Just one, just one, just one where I could just sleep and sleep deep and let my body heal a little bit and not like be on the verge of tears all the fucking time because of pain like that'd be awesome thanks god but that's about the only thing i don't ask for money i don't ask for any of that i don't i just want like no pain for this a little while although if jesus is really looking out for me you know lowering the price of cigarettes that would have been great just saying um Elephant, you know how they, they say evil doesn't die. I think that was referring to my outlaw. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah, no, I loved my in-laws. I did. I loved my in-laws. I liked them so much more than I liked my husband, but they weren't pieces of shit like my husband. So there you go. Or my ex-husband. Got to make sure I say ex-husband. Deb, we all need prayer. I mean, prayer is cathartic. You get to tell God everything on your mind. I mean, I tell chat everything, but I mean, when it comes to just me and God, he gets the raw version. I got no problem breaking down and just being all snotty and gagging and like to the point where I might even throw up because I'm crying so hard. But he gets like, he gets my soul poured out. And I feel like if I don't, um, do I really have a good relationship with him? Like I say, like winning's the person I trust most in this world, but I don't trust anybody more than I trust God. I know he's got a plan. I know I have a purpose. I know he sees me fuck up. I know he sees me do good. You know, he knows what he made. I can't hide from him. I can't hide my thoughts from him. I can't hide my actions, my intentions, even the things that I bury so deep. I don't know they're there. He knows. And he still fucks with me. Like he's still like, nah, we're still cool. Talk to me. And I don't feel like he'll ever turn away no matter what I have to say. Cause he knows it all. He's just waiting for me to say it. It's like, you know, yeah, when you know your man is cheating or whatever, you just you have all the evidence in front of you, but you just you're waiting for the confession. You're like, keep going. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
why don't you answer for this? What about the, like you want the confession? You don't want to tell them you know it all. You want them to, you know, pour their soul out. And this way you could be like, mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> Darth, that's my short form prayer. <laughs> I'm always right, especially when I'm wrong. Listen, if you think that, that's fine. I'm not going to fuck with you, Darth. Like, <laughs> Deb, thank you so much. Goodness, this last year has been so hard. Yeah, it, it has. It's been one shit show after another. But I mean, that's because we all carry the stress of what's going on around us. So everybody gets sick. They're, you know, between the stress and the shit that we're putting in our bodies and just the general the general vibe of the planet there was one point where i was afraid to go outside because the anger coming off the air was palpable i felt like i stepped out into a pool of hatred none of it was my fault but it was all surrounding me and people were angry and when you're like in that much anger, all you see is people being violent. You see the potential for violence and it's terrifying. And so I stopped going outside. I just stopped. I was like, no, I don't want to be around people. People are angry. They're toxic. It's hurting me. Dart said, I ask for the strength and the patience to accomplish all I need to glorify the name of my Lord. That's the most selfish my prayer gets. Well, no, I'm a little more selfish than that. I admit it. I don't give a fuck. You feel this pain all day long. <laughs> Let's see how you do. In your mercy. This day. I know. I know. Oh, today is Tommy's hearing for the... The 3850? Is that what it's called? I think so. He's been calling me all weekend. And I have it blocked now. Again. Like I had the other numbers blocked. But then he went to the damn Daytona County Jail. And started calling me from there. And that wasn't blocked. So it was like ugh. I woke up the other day to four freaking voicemails. I was like really? Like it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And already you called me four times today? Like no. But it was like. Did you not block that number? I was like, no, nah, I forgot to do it when he called the one time. I was like, but I did it now. But I didn't think he was going to call back. It's like, dude, call me once. I don't answer you. I don't pick up. And I reject the freaking collect call. That should tell you something. It doesn't mean call me every two hours to test the waters. Trust me. I My waters are no longer yours to dip in. So take a fucking hike. And I feel I have so much guilt from that because I'm like, oh, you're a terrible friend. I'm not a terrible friend. It's just he he's in jail forever. Yelling at me that God hates me because I'm a horrible person. Motherfucker, I ain't in jail. I didn't kill nobody. <laughs> so how the hell are you going to preach to me? Like, ah, oh, it makes me so mad. So fucking mad. He's like, I'm a different person. No, don't nobody change like that overnight. Sorry. Mm -mm. 
It's not like you were just a hoe. You were the hoe. You were a whore. You were a liar. And I mean, these are pathologies with him. They're not like just occurrences. Like he was a pathological sex addict, pathological liar. He got into tons of fights with dudes. I never saw him hit a woman, but apparently he had that in him too. You know, you had addiction problems with, you know, substance abuse, with alcohol abuse. You know, you were addicted to cigarettes, which is, you know, whatever, but still an addiction. You know, horrible with money. Always, you know, like spending money on bullshit, completely immature. Like I could go over the whole list of all the bullshit that you've done wrong in life. And you're going to turn around and tell me I'm going to hell because of nipple rings. Really? That's all you got. I have paid for your commissary. I have ordered you special seasonal friggin' um, supply kits that were like 200 bucks a piece. You know, I have paid for all your phone calls. I friggin' I did all your court stuff for you that you couldn't do when you were in there. I contacted people to get money paid back to you that they owed you once you went in so that you would have money in the commissary, you know, besides what I paid for. I paid for you to have stamps for your stupid iPad, whatever tablet thingy. So that like I I'm your ATM. I'm playing all these roles for you, yet I'm the bad friend. And I'm going to hell because of nipple rings. Shut up. Just shut up. I don't want to deal with your ex-wife. So I'm an absolute horrible person who you just decided to go off on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm supposed to stick around for that. For all the name calling and everything else and put me down. And like he knows all my wounds. He knows where all of them are. And he purposely ripped a good like five to ten of them open over the course of like three days of him being pissed off. And this is with no retort from me at all. So he just, he was off and running. Like he was mad at me for days. And the funny part is he took the thing that I said completely out of context. He heard what he wanted to hear. And I wasn't getting a chance to defend myself. So I just said, fuck it. I just disconnected. And that was it. And we're done in life. And then, oh, um, I apologize. I let my temper get the best of me. You don't say. How's Jesus working out for you when you're in that mood? You think Jesus liked what you had to say to me? Because I don't. I think if you'd have been in front of me, you'd have met Jesus face to face real quick saying that shit to me. Rumble won't let me access my emojis here for some reason. I can't wiggle my butt for Shelly. Oh, but as long as you're doing it in spirit and telling me, that's fine. Well, you are in Jersey. Isn't everyone angry? Oh, yeah. They're all angry. They never used to be. Shelly said confections and I burst into Ursha Bebe. Oh, Lord. You're funny, isn't you? Uh, Shelly, is it scary to walk around in New York City now? I, I would never go to New York City. They're hostile on a good day. On their best day, they're hostile. I can't even imagine what the vibe is over there, but you could feel it rolling across the river. None of us want to go there. Um, Daisy girl, good to see you. I love Rumble. She does love Rumble. She's the Rumble queen. Uh, that's why she's my mod. In your my prayers are usually, is it time yet? You done yet? No, guess me neither. 
Yeah. Yeah. How often I'm doing the podcast, something will happen, and I just I look up and I'm like, really? You just couldn't let that one go, right? You had to go there. Could get like a slight reprieve on it, just couldn't let it slide. All right. I see how you are. <coughs> but if I wasn't a smart ass in my relationship with God, would he know it's me? He made me. Dev Hef, I love Rumble too much better than YouTube, I think. I mean, I think so too, but I'm sure YouTube is not loving the fact that I said that. I'm so thirsty. I'm so sorry. Dart said I'm definitely a Rumble convert. Oh yeah, I love Rumble. And it like it's my numbers are so much better than they are on YouTube. And uh, even like just the raw number, like the and the unique numbers, they're way higher than YouTube. I click over there and I'll see like, you know, 10 people watching, 16 people watching, 20 people watching. And it's nice. It really is nice to just get that like out there. And they don't really participate a whole bunch on Rumble. I think they're just like, they're listeners. There's somebody that's leafing through something going, I'm busy work and I just want to listen to something. All right, she's live. I'll listen to her today. And it's nice because it does promote them like on the front page, like a lot more than YouTube does. YouTube does not push my stuff out at all. At all, at all, at all. Like, <laughs> they pushed one, and all they did was give it a tiny little push. One video that I have that I did on Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, not this last November, but the November before, about her narcissism and why I believe him and always will. It's a half hour video. I did it off the cuff. It wasn't a big deal. And it it sat there for like a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden, this October, so it was there for almost a year. It was on Winning's birthday on Halloween that YouTube decided to be like, oh, I'm just going to push it out there for like a little bit. And it just gave it a little nudge and I got 300 subscribers from it because it went over 12,000 views like overnight. Boom. And I was like, what the hell just happened? It's my only video like that. And I did. I got like 300 um, subs from it. And it was nice. And they, the thing is like every day, 10 people watch that video. So it's like, oh, I hope they never like, if I get like fully monetized, I hope they don't take it down. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, come on. Because YouTube be like that. But it didn't take off on Rumble because it was a video. If I had done it as a live, it probably would have. But, um, yeah, no, it's the only, like, one on YouTube that I have. And it's because I describe how she is not a victim. I describe on there why, you know, how he looked, how he acted. And how, like, as a survivor, I understand the body language that the two of them, what they were screaming out instead of what they were saying, it was what their bodies were screaming and why I believe him and not her, you know, and I just half hour. That was all it was 12, 12 and a half thousand views. I think it has, but yeah, it just whoo, like, I literally got like 2000 views in probably like 20 minutes one night that I was just sitting there going, Holy shit. It's just ding, 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 ding. I was like, oh my goodness. And I gained so many um, subscribers. 
but without you two pushing it, you don't, they don't see you. You don't get seen at all. Oh, you just sit there and you get like, you know, two subscribers here, four subscribers here. Then they take away two. Then they give you four. They take away two. They give you two. They take away one. They, I got nine subscribers the other day and YouTube automatically took five away. And then they took two more in the same day. So I was like, okay. Once I hit the 700, they took seven things away. I just happened to hit 711. And so when they took them, I didn't go back down under 700. But it was like, okay, I got to this milestone. They just decided to take 1%. That's an odd coincidence. And then I was like, when I hit 600, how did how many did they take? They took six. I went back and looked. So I was like, all right, so every time it ticks over, are they just going to keep taking 1%? Because that's going to suck. Like, why? Did they go to the dead accounts and go, all right, these are all the accounts that we think are dead at this point. Take 1% of the total of our accounts, but take it from this pool of people. I think that's how people get unsubscribed. Because when they're growing and they get to a certain point, they go, all right, 1%, take 1% away from them. And they just randomly unsubscribe people that's the only thing i could figure out because it's too much of a coincidence to me uh i'm definitely a rumble convert oh yeah <laughs> thanks dark <laughs> he did the pug dance and now he's rick rolling me thanks a lot um do 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 by the way, the Senate is set to vote on the Ukraine aid bill. If that shit goes through, it has an impeachment clause hidden in it for the next elected president if they decide to cut aid off. <gasps> That's See, I told you, Daisy is like all known when it comes to politics. She is amazing. Man, come on. She said, I'm so sick of these sons of bitches. Yeah, me too. It's going on the floor of the Senate any minute now. That's just great. That's great. Senate was in session Saturday sneaking that shit in. What the fuck? Of course. Of course. I really hope that they turn all that down because I'm <sighs> so much going on in this country and they just won't address it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The house is on fire, but they're like, no, no, no. It's just a little smoke. No, no, like the house is literally burning down around us. More money to Ukraine and they don't know where a lot of what U.S. has already sent has gone, just disappeared. Jeez. Isn't it funny? Like we send all this money over and they don't know where it goes. And yet Zelensky is practically like a fucking billionaire. We need more money. How about you finance your own war now? You got the money. We need to heal the U.S. We do. We really do. There's so much, but that's another, the willful blindness. Like we know what's going on, but for so long it was like, I'm not going to make a difference anyway. I'm just one person. I have all these things going on. I don't have time for this. I mean, that was my mindset. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but yeah, like I just concentrated on what was going on in my immediate vicinity because that was what I could control and change. And that was what I was dealing with. You know, set my own house in order. But I didn't realize that I was setting my apartment in order. Meanwhile, the building I'm in was collapsing around me. I didn't see that because I never left my apartment. 
you know, metaphorically speaking. That's what we do. You know, we concentrate on that. And then when it affects us directly, like with the jib jab, you know, how that affected me, then we have no choice but to look and re-examine and go, oh, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't want to believe it. Yeah, I saw that, but I just, I figured I was misinterpreting it. Or, oh, yeah, well, I thought I heard this, but then the news said, you know, so there was always an excuse not to believe the truth, not to look too closely at it, to just take what they say and be like, well, I mean, it's the press, they're reporters. That's their job is to report the truth. No, their job is to report the news, apparently, and any news is news because it, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or true or whatever. It's news. They don't say we're the purporters of truth. Yeah, we're the we're the bastions of truth in, you know, like journalism. No, they say we, we're going to report to you current events and, you know, like regurgitate whatever the Associated Press tells us or whatever, whatever the media moguls tell them. They don't tell you that, but that's that's what they're selling. I mean, if they wanted to tell you the truth, that they wouldn't make the money. They wouldn't have popularity. They wouldn't have reach. They started, like, that's how everybody starts. They start off with a grain of truth and honesty, some integrity, dignity, all those things so that they can have that moral high ground. They have that, you know, immaculate reputation. And you're willing to accept bullshit from them because you're like, oh, no, they, they've been in business for 200 years. They've been bringing the news to the American people 200 years. They've, you know, they broke the Watergate scandal. They did this. They did that. Okay. So they had a great reputation that they created. They worked to create. They invested in that reputation. That doesn't mean they didn't change. That reputation is for who they were, not who they are. You know, if you go based purely on merit, they're the worst of the worst. They are flagrantly biased. Horribly leftist, like horribly liberal. You know, they don't, they won't admit the truth. You know, they look at, at Trump and he says one thing and they go, no, 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 no. That's not what he meant. What do you mean? That's not what he meant. That's what he said. Those were his words. No, I could tell he really meant that. Oh, you're psychic now. Okay. He really meant something completely off the fucking path, but oh, okay. Sure. Why not? We'll go with that. I'm like, what? There's a lot of freaking things going out on locals today. I've already had like eight locals notifications. Like, what the hell? Everybody's freaking awake today. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. here it comes. Be right back. Uh oh. Uh, RSBN covering today. No one was covering it Saturday except C SPAN. I haven't even had time to listen to it, but have it saved. Awesome. By the way, Tucker Carlson gave an interview at the World Government Summit this morning. It was really good. Go watch it if you all get the time. Okay. I got to write it down. Wait. This is what I do because I won't remember. 
Also, according to you guys, I have to Senate vote. That's one. And you said that's on RSBN. Okay. And you want me to look at the Tucker on World Government Summit speech. No problem. I saw that there was a thing out there about Trump going to Mar-a-Lago and the big like uh, reception that the wonderful reception that he got, you know, walking in with him and Melania with Vivek and his wife right behind them. Like it was a whole thing. And honestly, I did watch it on Benny and Benny. He was like, is this like, is this team Trump? Like, is that why they're walking it? Cause they walked in in formation. They followed like etiquette law. Like first it was Trump. Then it was Melania off to his side, but slightly behind him. And then on the other side of him and even behind Melania was Vivek and behind Vivek was his wife. So that was like, that's the old way of presenting. You know, there used to be rules to how people like walked around. Like if you had your daughters like walking behind you, they had to line up according to their station in the family. The oldest first and the second oldest. The baby was always at the end. And if one of the younger ones got married, she got moved up in the rotation. She got moved up in the line. Married women first. You know, and it that was a thing. It was an etiquette thing. It was how they did things. Yeah, and everybody understood it. And we lost that over time. But when, when you're doing something official like that or something like, I guess for the optics of it, what you're without saying something, what you're presenting is a hierarchy. You're showing the hierarchy in your internal group, the way you do that. You have the leader and then you have the backup to the leader. And then you have like, you know, you have his personal support and then you have his business support. And then you have that person's personal support. Like that's the way it goes. And I felt like that's how, like, that's what they were representing because it was too well orchestrated for that to be just something that happened. It was not a coincidence that they came in like that. I don't believe it is at all. I believe that was orchestrated to show it's this, he's the leader, and then the priority list behind even to their positioning, like to the right or to the left or whatever, like his, you know, she's on his left. That's the hand with, you know, that's connected to the heart. Like the heart is on the left. It leans to the left. At least that's what they say. But then Vivek was off behind him to the right. Giving reference to my right hand man or to, you know, like seated at the right hand of the father, like that kind of thing. There's connotations for everything. We don't even realize sometimes the connections we make to the things that we see. You might see something and be like, mm -hmm, but your brain is going, nope, 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 nope. That make okay, so I know this connects to that and that connects to that. And this is what this feels like. Okay, this is the information I'm giving you. You don't have to believe it, but this is what I'm saying. 
That's why perception is so different from person to person. You can see 10 people see the same thing and, you know, report it back to you completely different. You know, one might be oblivious to certain things. One might be hypervigilant to body language. One might be hypervigilant to a, a feeling or a vibe that they're getting. All valid things to that person that all shapes their perception. You know, but it leaves them blind to other things because they're focusing on what's important to them, what they have experience in. And sometimes they're purely focusing on something that's going to back up what they already thought. Like they're going to have a theory and be like, you know what? I think this. Oh, you see that? Like my brain did it. Do I think Vivek is going to be the VP? Yep. So what did I see when I saw them walking in? I saw corroboration of that through their positioning. It could have been completely arbitrary where they were all standing. Could have meant absolutely nothing. But because I want a certain thing to be true, I saw things a certain way. I ascribed, you know, like meaning to it that maybe doesn't exist. But it seems valid to me. Is it an idea? Yes. Can I convince myself I didn't see what I saw? Nope. Because I saw it. And to me, it makes sense that they did it like this. And that just backs up my theory that he's going to be VP. You see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what you see. What matters is what you get out of it. What you need it to be. You'll find evidence if you look for, you know, quote unquote evidence. You'll find things to back up whatever it is you're trying to make true in your mind because you don't want it to be something else. You know, you don't want to, if somebody else is a better candidate for VP than Vivek, but you don't want it to be, then you're going to just, you're going to doubt it away no matter what. You're going to find reasons for that person not to be the right fit. Whether they exist or not. Like, oh, I don't like the way he smiles. Oh, he looks awkward behind Trump. Oh, he, he looks like he's dying for attention. Like, I don't like that. Like, you'll come up with information that backs you up. It gives you permission to believe what you want to believe because you're willingly blinding yourself to the truth. Not only that, you're creating scenarios in your head. You're letting your imagination warp your perception. And I hate to say it, but the smarter you are, the more likely you are to do that. Because you can pick up on little things and create an argument. That's your side of the debate. You'll create the information you need to drive your point home. It's not like you're outright lying. You're just saying what you see. And to you, that's fact. But it's not. It's, an, it's still an opinion. It's still an assumption. It's just a thought. It doesn't make it true. It just makes it true to you because you need it to be. And then if it doesn't pan out or you change your mind, it's easy to dismiss because you're like, oh, no, I knew it all along. God, I can't believe I didn't see this earlier. You did. You just didn't want to. 
You didn't want to admit that you saw it. And I mean, this is the same thing with like useful idiots. All these people that are all pumped up and they're willing to go out there and spew hatred and lies and whatever. And I'm standing up for this. And the government's, yeah, that's great. Do this. We're behind you. And as soon as they don't need you anymore, it's like, who are you? Because if you go against them at all, they will bury you. Look at what they did to poor Biden. Talk about a useful idiot. We need a puppet with ties to this and ties to that. We need somebody to further our agenda who we don't really care. If something happens, he'll take the heat. But there, no, he's he's perfect. He's a wonderful man. He's a family man. <gasps> Feel sympathy for him. He lost his family. He lost his son. He lost his, you know, his wife. Not that he was cheating on his wife, or you know, not that his sons really didn't like him or whatever. You know, oh, he had this golden son that he lost. And but, but then look at his other son. You're saying he he was his golden boy, but I mean, really, whenever anybody dies, they're already like beatified it's like everybody's everybody achieves sainthood when they die and it's just it's funny because i'm like dude when i die i was a bitch in life i was a good person but i was a bitch say i was a bitch don't pretend like i was all fucking hearts and flowers and sunshine like don't do that don't lie about me you lied about me enough when i was alive don't lie about me when i'm dead like just don't do it but they do they do that you know, somebody passes away. Now you can't say one word. Well, they're not here to defend themselves. Even if they were, they weren't going to talk to you. So what? You were just going to shut up because you couldn't have a dialogue with them face to face? Stop. That's not human nature. It's human nature to talk shit and gossip. I hate to say it. People just need stuff to talk about. They need, you know, they need a bone to chew on. I am so thirsty, dear God. Ah, hopefully my hormones are like leveling out again because whew, this one was rough. It was rough. Poor winning. I was like, I got it on Monday and then it stopped. And I was like a little back to normal. Then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> I'm back. And I brought all my friends that I've ever met ever in my entire life. And we're all going to bombard you. And you're just going to be a real bitch on wheels for three days. Awesome. Awesome. That's all right. Valentine's Day, Wednesday. I'll do something nice for him. Um, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I've been blind to so many things in my life because I wanted to be. You know, did I know? That there was a lot of things wrong with Brett before I married him. Yeah, of course I did. I didn't admit to them until much, much later. God, years after I even divorced them. I knew it wasn't going to work out. I knew that we had an uphill battle and we did not have the kind of connection that would survive that. I knew I wasn't in love with him. That was the first fucking thing that I did wrong. I knew I didn't know him. I didn't know him as a person. I knew all his like factual data. Name, you know, address, what he looked like, birthday, who his parents were, every, you know, where they came from, what 
nationality, like all his fact-based information I knew. But I didn't know who he was. I didn't know how he would be in certain scenarios. I didn't put him through his paces. I didn't put his feet to the fire. I didn't test drive that car at all. I was just desperate to get married because I didn't want to not have my grandmother be there. You know, I was already down one parent. I didn't want grandma to miss it. That was purely selfish on my part. I wanted her there. So I married Joe Schmo without even knowing who he was. Did that stop me? Nope. Because I could turn around and be like, I know him. We've talked. He's, he's, da, 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 and I could just rattle off all his information. Okay. So I had the same amount of information that the DMV had. They going to marry him? Nope. I had no idea who he was as a person. And I was fine with that. I was fine with that. I just ignored it. I know him. Okay. Sure, Shell. You know him. Way to make those good decisions. But I had a motive pushing me to marry him. And I needed just the slightest hint of truth to back that up. So that I had an excuse. And I had it. I know, look at all I know about him. Did I know what his take, you know, like his temperament was? No. Did I know what his habits were? No. His schedule? No. Did I know like what different tones of voice meant? No. I didn't pay attention to any of that stuff because I was in a rush. And I didn't really care. You know, if we got married, great. If we didn't, that's fine too. I wasn't going to be heartbroken over it. I was like, all right, whatever. I, ha I had my heart broken in 1997. And that was the last time I gave my heart to anybody until now. You know, that's, that's it. There was nobody I gave a shit about. I had relationships. That didn't mean I cared. That's that. I knew they were going to fail. That was acceptable to me. Just passing time. And so what happened? Time passed me by. And I'm like, damn. Like, you know, you look back and you're like, I did all that. Why? Why did I do that? Because you thought tomorrow was never coming. And then tomorrow came and went. And now you're just like, where did all my life go? I've been doing the same damn things for 30 years and gotten nowhere. That's the very definition of insanity. But it's because I'm willing to turn a blind eye to things that are very big in my, they should be at least in my decision-making pro process. That's why I make very bad decisions. That's why I require adult supervision. I need help. I need somebody to say, stop it. Stop lying to yourself. Stop. You're saying one thing and that's not true. Like I need that pointed out because unless my feet are held to the fire, I will go with the false narrative because that's where I'm comfortable. It's going to get me what I want in that moment. I'm not thinking of consequences. I'm not thinking 10 years down the road. I'm not even thinking 10 days down the road. I'm thinking what I want right now. 
I'm going to make the decision for what I want right now. And then to have somebody come along and go, okay, you could do that. Sure. What's going to happen in five years? Because this is completely antithetical to where you want to be in five years. If this is not going to help you, why are you doing it? This is actually going to hurt your chances of making that dream come true. Why are you doing it? Well, because I want this. Can you get that in a different way? From a different, like in a better way? Well, I don't know, but I know I can do it this way. But that's not your only option. Is that your only option? I don't know. Well, let's find out. Like this is the process that, you know, I go through now. I never did that before. Before it was make a snap decision and I'll deal with the fallout later. And that's been my life. My whole life has been, it seemed like a good idea at the time. That with the healthy dose of hold my beer and you have my entire life history. Hey, bud, what's up? How you doing, bud? Yeah, best example is, yep, Krona. Koofy. Nobody wants to listen to anything anymore. The guys who judged you or treated you and you mainly without a doubt. Uh-huh. It's not like they gave suggestions. They ordered us to do things. And me, like the perfect little people pleaser that I am. Okay. I'll do it. Because they're looking out for me, right? Because that was the narrative that I bought. I had alarm bells going off in my head the whole damn time. And instead of hearing alarm bells, it, I was just like, no, it's fine. It's just me being paranoid. Don't even worry about it. Of course you could trust the government. They've told you that your whole life. Why would they lie to you? What purpose would it serve to do something this unethical, inhumane, and cruel, and criminal to you? This is the government. You grew up being told that you need to respect them. Follow everything they say. They're representing what is best, you know, what you want. You just don't know it yet. They're making decisions about what's best for you. They're looking out for you. That's why you elected them. You elected that person. Remember that when you went into the little boot shell and you pulled the little lever, you pushed the button. And bing, Bob's your uncle. Now they're your representative. They're going to do everything in your best interest. That's what I was told. That's what I grew up believing. Until the day I couldn't walk. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I did it to myself. But I had help. Yeah, <laughs> I had help. Because I was comfortable just believing now yeah they're good they're good they're good because i didn't want to live in a world where my government was out to get me i didn't want that i didn't want to believe that the people who make all the rules and are in charge of everything were a bunch of fucktards who were so corrupt they would sell their mother to the slave trade if it made them the right amount of money i didn't want to believe that i didn't want to believe in the worst of humanity until I had no choice. And Lord, was that a horrible day when that hit me, when I made the connection with where everything was stemming from.
Hey, nerd, what's up? One, two, three, four, make a wish. I didn't want to believe that. It upset everything I'd ever known. You know, I I had nothing to stand on. I literally had the entire house pulled out from under me and around me. I was not protected. My Not just my world view changed, my world changed. All my friendships went away. You know, people talking nice about me were no longer talking nice about me. They're like, she's a trumper. She's this. Right away, I went from being like this amazing person to like persona non grata. I was obviously a crazy, like, you know, right winger. That's what they were called. I was like, I am so not right wing. A little conservative, maybe a little progressive, a little libertarian. Like, I'm, I'm independent. I like, much like I used to judge my sexuality based on the person and their values. I don't really care what their party is. I only look at their party once I decide I like them. If they're part of the Democratic Party, I'm not going to be very um, very much into leaning towards supporting them because they may think one thing, but that party, they're going to succumb to the party line. That's what they're going to do. They're going to, over time, they'll degrade because there's way more of them than there are that one person. You know, it takes a really strong individual to stand up and just go by their own ethics, their own principles, their own, you know, agenda. Trump is that type of person. That's that's one of the reasons why they hate him. You know, because he's, he's stubborn. And he's very confident. He's very sure of his, you know way of looking at things you know he's gonna always go with his first instincts or his strongest instincts no matter what anybody says yeah you can talk to him you could tell him the truth you could tell him the facts you could do whatever he's still going to think what he is going to think he might allow you to change his mind but to him it's all in his control he doesn't want to be anybody's puppet and that's that's not usual anymore. And I see that now. I didn't see that before. Um, Bud said, or even worse, they just start gaslighting. That's not just a new trend. Institutions want you to be like that. Also, um, culminate like the the, Stace, the Stasis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of opportunists out there. They would die for doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. There are so many opportunists. It's it's galling how many people I see out there who just like, oh, look, let me take advantage of this situation. Let me take advantage of that situation. And then everybody acts shocked. And I'm like, why are you shocked? You knew that they were like this. It's not their first time. Politicians, do they're not that dumb. They're not going to pull like a big friggin' manipulation in front of everybody or a big lot. They're not going to try to pull off a big lie in front of everybody. Their first time out the gate, they have done this and practiced and practiced and practiced. They did the rehearsals and this is the show. They're ready. They know their lines. 
You know, they know what's going to work. They know where to go. They know who to have back them up. They know what photo ops to make. They know how to play the game. And we just sit there going, oh, it's just business as usual. When it shouldn't be, we should never be accepting of that ever from either side, from any of the sides. No, like not one person in power should be given leeway to just do whatever the fuck they want. But there's no accountability. We don't get them fired. We don't remove them. What do we do? We like, and we listen to the rest of what they're saying. And then we're like, oh, they defended themselves. Da, 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 da. They should be persecuted. And what happens? Another, huh, oh my God, it's a crisis. Let's make the most of this. And then we we're on to the new crisis and we forget. And those people never have to pay for what they did. People forget. There's only so much bullshit we can handle at once. You can't like, you can't have all the space, the plates spinning and play equal um, pay equal attention to each of them. What? I can't with this phone. Uh, winter storm watch issued. Emergency snow routes must be enforced. Great. Well, that's the first one of those we've gotten this year. Sons of bitches. <sighs> yeah, because that's just what I want. Snow. But yeah, that was my whole thing on the willful blindness. I think it's what, you know, it's part of the reason why we suffer so much when we actually have to look and see the stuff that we purposely turned a blind eye to before. That's where the shame comes in, you know, because you knew, you knew it was happening. You couldn't face it. Either you couldn't face it because you couldn't take it or because it didn't get you what you wanted in that moment. And fuck the consequences. So, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a lot, a lot of regret. I think there's, people feel ashamed. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe like I let that. I let that slide. I knew what was going on. You know, like I knew it. I saw it. And I chose not to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about the same thing. Like they would bring up like when I was all like, you know, in the Democrat camp or whatever. And I was drinking the right Kool-Aid. Well, the left Kool-Aid. Um, I had a friend that was always like, I don't know how you could like put up with him. Like, I mean, we all hated Killary, but then you got the hair sniffer. Like, he's a pedo. No, he's not. And da, 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 da. I saw the videos. I saw the pictures. I read the, you know, like, the personal, like, things being disclosed by family members. I still was like, nope, 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 no, 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 la, 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 No, it's all just, it's just a propaganda machine. It's just, they're just trying to malign him. He's a sweet old man. Because that's what they were pushing. Yeah, that's what everybody was saying. All my teacher friends. Oh, he's oh, he's just such a sweet little grandpa. That's what everybody said. And around here, I can understand that because we really revere our elders. Like, the older you are around here, the more mad respect you get. Like, we take care of our old people. It's not just families that take care of them. Like, we take care of them ourselves. Like, if any old lady or old man that 
like is crossing the street, is at the store or whatever. If they need something, I'll rush right over and help them out. I don't have to know them. I'm never nasty to old people. Never. I mean, you got to be a real fucking pill to get me to even say something out of pocket. Because for the most part, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, I'll apologize when I'm not sorry. I'll take the blame for something I didn't do. You know, just because I don't want to argue with them. I don't want to fight with an old person. Like, you've been on this planet so long. I don't know what's going through your head, but you made it. And I got mad respect for you. I do. I, it's just because it's not easy to make it through this life. And to get to a point where you live this entire huge life. And now you're like fragile and little and you can barely take care of yourself, let alone do any of the things that you like doing. That's hard. It's hard to grow older, especially to accept it when you're like, oh, you know, if it was 20 years, okay, but it's not 20 years ago. Oh, I looked da, 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 when I was this, that, yeah, but you don't, you're not that age anymore. So you don't need to look like that. You don't need to act like that. That's pressure you're putting on yourself for no fucking reason. You can't stop time. You know, Dolly Parton said it in one of her um, concerts. She said, you realize one day that time is marching on and it's marching across your face. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Like, I didn't really get it. It stuck in my head as a kid. But as I grew older, I was like, fucking Dolly was right. God damn it. Because, I mean, I have I have good skin. You know, I have good skin, good hair. I do look younger than 50. I do. But that that doesn't mean anything. It has no bearing on who I am. I still don't look like I looked when I was 20. I don't care. But other people, yeah, they might be like, oh, you know, oh, she looks her age. What is wrong with that? I don't understand that. Like, I mean, my mother always looked older than her age. That I had a problem with. But, I mean, her whole generation, they all looked way older than they were supposed to. The freaking thing last night, Bill Murray, he was like, oh, I'm not even 30 yet in stripes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're not even 30? Are you shitting me? Really? Like, stop. Because he looked like he was like 42 to 44, like in that little age. And I was being generous. Yeah, you, know, you can't tell. But these are little lies that we, we tell each other and we tell ourselves. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I don't look mad. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, people tell me I look younger. <laughs> what people are those? Are those people willing to kiss your ass? Or are those people who are generally truth tellers? Because if it's somebody who's going to tell you the truth, then I'd believe them. If it's somebody who, like, kisses your ass, then, <laughs> yeah, no. They're telling you what they think you need to hear. I don't, I don't like false compliments. There's so many things to compliment people on. Why do you have to make shit up? Pick something nice, you know, and focus on that. Ellie, I read Ashley's diary. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I think I'd be so disturbed. I think that would trigger me something terrible. I'm curious though. 
I am curious, but I just, some things, once they get in my head, I can't get them out. And it's just like, yeah, no, I, I got enough of my own shit. I understand what, what is in there. If I read it, I know. If I read it, it's going to be stuck in my head forever. The same way. Now, Amityville Horror, I saw the movie. I knew the story. I was fine with it. When I read the book, I had to put it down. I didn't make it past the third chapter because I was terrified. Because that my imagination does so much more than they're ever going to put on a screen. Like, I visualized the fuck out of everything. And that book messed me up. Like, really bad messed me up. I could not. I was terrified. I, could, I couldn't even have the book in my room. And I'd seen the, the movie like a dozen times. Never bothered me. I went and I saw the house. Didn't bother me. But the book bothered me. That's why I can't, I can't always read stuff like that. It just, the details, it's the detailing. Words mean everything to me. Like when it comes to me understanding things. Like I judge people based on their actions more than what they say. But when it comes to like the written word, yeah, now that I'm too much of an English major. Dear God, I'm thirsty. I'm probably dehydrated, but whatever. That or I've had way too much salt in the last couple of days. That might be it. That time of the month, I always want high salt. I'm trying to think of what I ate last. I really don't think I ate yesterday. I can't remember eating. I know I asked Katie for a sandwich, and then I found out we had no cheese and no things, so I had to order shop right and then that was all fucked up Ugh. i felt so lucky yesterday i was like oh my god they're i have a spot they could deliver tonight and da -da, they show up and my son's like how much did you spend on grocers this week i was like i didn't buy a whole lot i was like it came down to like 200 he was like I don't think this is it. I was like, how many bags are there? He goes, five. I was like, no, that definitely ain't it. I was like, let's go through the whole receipt. I had to call them up. They're like, oh, yeah, your bags are somewhere. We don't know where. Okay, can you go get them? Like, go look for them? Oh, but it's like, I don't give a shit. I already paid you for them. So either, you know, get a whole new fucking order together and bring it. Go find my bags or refund me all my money. They went and found the bags. He was like, oh, we'll deliver them tomorrow. You'll deliver them today. I, like, I am not waiting for them. The same jacket. Oh, they're on the driver's van that delivered. Well, since he was, you know, like, oh, I didn't see them. He can come back because he's already been here once. He could double back and bring them back. And he did. And my son stood there. He took them. And the guy was like standing there smiling at him. And he was like, thanks. And the guy just stood there. He was like, why are you still standing here? I said, because he's expecting a second tip. Close the door. Like, fuck you. That's your scam. I give you a tip. And I don't tip light either. I give them a decent tip. And you get the tip the first time and then conveniently forget half the order on your truck so that you make a double. You have to come back. 
and make a second trip, a second delivery? What do you think? I'm stupid enough that I'm going to feel guilty and give you another tip? No, you should have fucking done it right the first time. You're lucky I didn't ask them for your tip back. I've done that. I've canceled tips. The dude that decided to sweat into an entire bag of Popeye's chicken. Yeah, I, I canceled his tip and I made them refund me my money. The guy that decided that it was hot out and he was tired from bringing my orders. So he drank my soda, but he only drank half of it. Yeah, he no tip for him either. I reneged on that tip. I pulled that one back. I was like, mm -mm. this is my luck. I hate delivery people for this reason. Like when you, if you're a good delivery person, I will give you a tip that'll make you blush, but they'll be so happy. I had one girl squeal in the hallway, jump up and down. Cause I handed her a $20 bill because she was working by herself. And I didn't realize how many heavy fucking things I got. And she made like three trips from the car. And I was just like, when she was done, she was like, she still had a smile on her face. And she was like, you have, I was like, I am so sorry you had to lug all that yourself. And she was like, no, you have a good day. And da, da, da. And I was like, wait one second. And I came back in, I got my wallet and I only had a 10 and a 20 and I gave her the 20. And she's like, oh my God, no, no, no. And I was like, no, you, you went above and beyond. Thank you so much. I wish I could do better, but you know, like I have to, you know, budget too. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so and she was, she was thrilled. Like, do the job and you will get, you know, paid for it. You'll reap benefits. But this motherfucker showing up. You purposely left my shit on the truck so that I could give you a second tip. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. And you damn real. I was like, don't ever give my shit to that driver again. They put me on a list. They were like, yeah, this one can't deliver. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And they won't either. I read Amityville before the movie. The book that messed me up was Communion. The Whitley Stryber's abduction story. Oh, my God. I didn't read that one. There's a book that um, I read as a teenager because it had to do with the guy who lived around here. He lived in Jersey City. He actually lived in Hoboken for a very short amount of time. But we knew who he was. And we didn't know the shit that he was doing. And it was called The Shoemaker. Let me look it up. It was... Uh, I can't remember. The Shoemaker Crime Story. The Shoemaker by Flora Reader Schreiber. And... She was the one that wrote um, Sybil. Let me see. I'm going to read the thing from Goodreads. Uh, da -da 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 -da. She wrote the story of the woman named Sybil, blah, blah, blah. Does it give a friggin'? It doesn't give a summary. Anyway, it's about this guy named, his last name was Callenger. And the things he did to his children, to neighborhood children, even as a teenager and understanding like what certain things were, I still couldn't grasp the depravity of what he did.
and it it was oh i i really i should read it again because i think i would understand but i think it would absolutely like destroy me uh it's called the shoemaker the anatomy of a psychotic and it's from the the author of um sybil uh yeah it's got it's it's deeply disturbing if anybody likes like really deeply disturbing crime dramas that are real that would be the one i i do recommend reading that it was very well written um but once you start you can't stop and it's horrifying uh ellie i'm heading out for the day have a good day have a good day ellie i love ya <laughs> thanks for coming by and thanks for trying to make me laugh the other day. Didn't work, but thank you for that. I always appreciate when you try to do that. Mims, what's up? Mimsy, Mimsy, Mimsy. How you feeling, honey? I hope you're feeling better. Let me know. And yeah, Wolfkinder, some books don't need a book club. They need a support group. Yeah, there was um, there was another one. Wait, I'm falling off the damn chair. All right. Um, it was one of the Oprah book club things, and I was like, I hate all these books, whatever. But I think it's it was called "She's Come Undone," and I related to so much of what happened in that book. It was really like a disturbing book, not as disturbing as the Shoemaker. The Shoemaker is chilling because it's all true, and like. <laughs> He just, oof. but I mean, he was around here. He was in Pennsylvania. He was like around Pittsburgh. Uh, he really like, he, he went all over, like his madness spread for like a good distance. And it was just horrible. He involved his kids in his crimes and stuff like that. Like his kids actually, I don't know if they developed his psychosis or if they inherited it. I don't know, but I do recommend it. And it's called the shoemaker psychology. Um, the whatever the fuck that said. Breakdown of a psychotic or whatever. But um, no, the shoemaker. It was really, really good. Oh, I haven't thought about that book in so long. And I still remember certain lines from it. Like the fact that he would... He would visit the bodies of his victims because he kept them, but he kept them in like this. Um, I don't remember if it was a warehouse or like a storage place or like a basement, but it was abandoned. And there was like, I remember how he describes them laying in pools of stagnant and putrid water. And I mean, my mind is very detail oriented. So it draws pictures for me real quick. It comes up with whole working movies and everything. So I could see everything that was in that book in my head down to the last detail. It created whole rooms. It created all that kind of stuff. So it really like everything in there really hit me. But it was, it was, it was a very... Like I said, chilling, but absolutely intriguing book. Like once I started, I could not put it down. I read it a, a couple times, but 
I could not put it down once I started. And my mother didn't read it till after me. And she was like, you read this? Oh, my God. She's like, I could barely make it through it. She's like, I made your father sit next to me while I read it. I was, <laughs> I was like, okay. She was like, no, I, I had to be like 12 or 13 maybe when I read it. When it first came out, I think it came out like 1983 or 84. But uh, I was like 12 when I read it. And then she read it after that. My grandmother read it. My grandmother was so disturbed that I had read that before her. I mean, I wouldn't have read it before them if they fucking learned to read faster. Like, get with the program. You can't hand me a book and, like, something that I'm interested in and expect me to wait. No, I'm going to take that book and lose a couple nights sleep and devour it a couple times. And I'll keep going back and going back and going back and going back. I'm not that person who just reads from cover to cover. Like I'll read to like chapter four, miss something, go back and read it again. And it's just like, okay. But I commit it to memory and it lives in my imagination. But it was, it was a very disturbing book. I highly recommend it. I do. Just the fact that I know that all that stuff came, you know, it was all true. It's just like, oh my goodness. And again, People turned the blind eye. They knew he was strange. They knew his kids were strange. But they could not live with thinking that this man lived in their neighborhood. Ugh, went to their, you know, like their kid, his kids went to their kids' schools. You know, they couldn't face that. We know there's danger there, but we don't want to know there's danger there. You know, because maybe it's not true. You want to believe the best in people. That's what you you try to say. Well, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Did you want to give them the benefit of the doubt? Or did you just not want to face the fact that you had a murderer living in your neighborhood? Like a serial killer. Which one? Could it be six of one, half a dozen of the other? Might be. But yeah, no. Oh, I haven't thought of that in so long. That's going to bug me. I'm going to need, I don't even want to download it though, because it's like, I don't want the evil in my computer. It, he was just pure evil. He was pure evil. And I didn't realize at the time I can look back now and be like, Oh, I was trying to understand my father because why else would I be so drawn to that at such a young age? I was trying to figure out how evil really worked, how they could be one thing behind closed doors and fool the public in such a huge way. I didn't understand it because that was always my father's thing. It's always baffled me. How can you be such a fucking monster and people love you? I don't get it. Do they not see how do you how do you hide that? And how do you keep people quiet? I said, oh. And I just I wanted to understand. And reading that book, part of me I think thought, okay, I'll learn more about evil. I swear that's why I watch all the, the crime things that I do. Because I'm not fascinated with what they did. I'm fascinated with how they covered it up and made everybody believe they were good people. Because how do you hide that kind of evil? See, all my meanness is on the surface. 
And most of my meanness is to protect the squishy Shelly part inside. You know, so that's a defense mechanism. I'm not waking up every morning like, who can I hurt today? Like, that's, no, that's not how I operate. It's more like, who's going to hurt me today? Oh, Mike, you changed your name back. Oh, hi, honey. <laughs> yeah, this is much more suited to you. I'll admit it. I'm not going to say your whole name, though. I'm just going to call you Mike. It's fine. <laughs> you never struck me as a Harry. No, no. Mike suits you. Wolf Kinder, I watched a video yesterday about a New Jersey cold case. An Italian girl who was found surrounded by little crosses might have been the first case that could be a part of the satanic panic. Yeah, we had a lot of those. We did. We did. I'm glad you're here, though. Hey, cool. What's up? Look, the gang's all here. Um, anybody know what if the Senate voted yet? I'm sure Daisy will come back and tell us when they do. She said that they were supposedly voting like right now on that uh, bill with the Ukraine stuff and the hidden impeachment clause. Lady, you have some nap time so I can sit a spell. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the um, there, there was there's oh so many cold cases in New Jersey because there's so many places to just throw the bodies. The Pine Barrens used to be a huge place to just throw bodies. They just, the mob from Atlantic City would just go and just whoop right over. Um, then, you know, we have that whole thing called the ocean. <laughs> it's always nice to just throw them in there. If they ever dredged the Hudson River between the bodies with the cement booties, and yes, that was a real thing. They did that a lot, like a lot. We also have the swamps in the Meadowlands. Tons of bodies buried out there because those marshlands rise so quickly and then they just wash everything into a nearby river and out to the ocean it goes. So it's a very, it was a very popular, you know, mob drop out there. Plus, nobody was ever out there. You had one friggin' highway that drove past, and the the foliage is so high, like the weeds are so high around there. You can do anything, and nobody's going to see you. There are whole pot farms out there. There's a huge patch of land where they grow pot behind the Walmart in Sea Caucus because my mother's husband decided to get a black trash bag and go out there and just pick it and i was like you're lucky they didn't shoot you he was like oh i think that's abandoned yeah more than likely he went to jail like <laughs> that's probably where he's at <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not got somebody watching but uh yeah oh my god he literally had a garbage bag full of weed i was like see mm. but he had weed for like years has anybody heard of the smiley face killers? I've had a potential run in with them. Oh my goodness. Did you? Ooh, the smiley face killers. You just, you just made me realize something, Jacob, when you were like, I had a potential run in with them. Something that I could honestly say is 
Oh, I, I've had tons of sex with a <laughs> with a killer. <laughs> Not a serial killer, but yeah, no, I've had tons of sex with a murderer. I just, he just hadn't murdered at the time. But the potential apparently was there. It's like, okay. And I just kept trying to piss him off. Again, Shelly does not make great life decisions. I make bad decisions. The smiley face thing is weird. What were they about? I heard of them, but I don't remember anything about them. I escaped and ended up with hypothermia. Oh my God. Did you really? Don't, don't pull my leg, Castro. Holy shit. See, that's a story you got to tell. Why don't you do a video about that? Did you put up a video on Rumble? I got some weird... Um, I got a weird notification in my emails that you did a, you did a video on Locals or Rumble. I'm assuming I get it from... It always says Locals, but it's usually for Rumble. Was that the young men found near water? How did you get in, like, how old were you? Like, I mean, tell us the story. The only thing is they weren't supposed to be, they weren't supposed to be in Washington. And they just, what, picked you out of, like, a crowd? Oh, I'm so curious. I have so many questions. Oh, my goodness. Come on, come on, come on. Share with the class. You better type fast. Was that the one that wrote to the newspapers with a smiley face in it, like mid nineties in the California, Oregon areas. Oops. 2003. <laughs> this was 2023. I'm like, you rebounded so well and so quickly. <laughs> Thank you, Mimsy. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Oh, I want to know. I have so many questions. 2003. Holy crap. 20 years. I mean, were you hurt? I mean, you don't have to tell us, but I mean, you did bring it up. <laughs> so, you kind of opened that gate yourself, Castro. I mean, you work with horses. You open the gate, that horse is running. You let that horse run. Well, come on. Share with us. Tell mama everything. I am your mouthy mama. I do say that every day. How do you, oh, see kidnapping. That's, that's, unless you've been kidnapped, you don't really understand the terror of the helplessness. <laughs> oh no Jake Kester I had one drink was trash for the next 12 hours oh they've roofied you <gasps> no oh my goodness see that's that's a huge fear I never put my drink down at a bar not once that's why I usually stuck to like bottled beer if I could help it because then I could hold it right in front of me like with my hand around the neck like around the opening so that i could just relax oh my god we got a super chat wait a second wait i gotta do the mm -mm -mm -mm. 
I saw that super chat and this was my reaction, but in a good way, not so much in this way, but the words were the same. Motherfucker! Oh, God damn it! <laughs> you weren't here for my Nick clips that I just did. I'm going to play them for you. Wait. Shit. I like that one. <laughs> this one is, this one's a good one. Fuck you, you weird. Go away. <laughs> but this one's my favorite. Stop eating beans, bangers and mash, beans on toast. Stop. Does he know that bangers and mash are just sausage and potatoes? They're not beans in any way, shape, or form. I don't think he knows that, but it tickles me regardless. But for 20 bucks, you get the deluxe treatment. Jesus. <laughs> I love that. I love that clip. Oh, so from our friend Mike Hunt. Nineteen ninety nine super chat. Don't say that I don't love you. I would never say that. Why would I say that? Thank you very much. Though you're very sweet. That was funny. Don't say I don't love you. <laughs> I love you. Twenty dollars worth. I love you. Twenty dollars. No, he does. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. You're a good egg. I know you. You tried to do the troll thing, but you never really troll in here. I've seen you troll. Oof. <laughs> but and you're usually good in in Malloy's. You 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 keep it just under the line where he can't take it. But I I can see he gets like he bristles once in a while. He's like, now, 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 none of that. Don't mess up my channel. Thank you very much. That was very sweet. Uh, Jacob said, I knew something was wrong. Crawled off the balcony into the water to get away. Was it, wasn't a rational decision. I think it was a perfectly rational decision. Hell yeah. You were like, let me get the hell out of here. Like, I'll suffer the consequences of my actions, not what they want. But oh my goodness, how terrifying is that? Jesus. I can't even, like, I, I, uh, I can't imagine being, like, being, uh, I don't even know the word, like, to be incapacitated in that, like I said, that's a huge fear for me. Like, I've been incapacitated physically with, like, you know, like, to be like tied up which is why you can't tie me up i'll freak out but like to actually have your your body altered like to be chemically helpless made to, no i don't even like being very drunk and helpless in my own body on my own without killers trying to like take me okay what is the guy dancing uh, wearing black and yellow from I don't know. I don't know who that little dude is. He's just he's a little dancer and winning stuck uh, nerd's face on him because it makes me laugh. It does. I mean, we tease each other all the time. Jesus Christ! If anybody takes that seriously, they need to get the fuck out my face. Um, it wasn't until later. 
A buddy sent me an article about the smiley face killers and I was blown away. It described perfectly what almost happened to me. That is ridiculous. I, I can't like, dude, you came, you must feel blessed because you came so close. Just think you're your own hero. How awesome is that? I mean, you almost got hypothermia, but still, like, you got the fuck away. You made it. That's amazing to me. And <laughs> said, well, I don't mind being tied up. I'm sure you don't, you spicy, dirty boy. Wolfram, you need winning's booby clip. Then you would probably play it the whole stream. Yep. I'd have to, like, take audio off of it. <laughs> Yo, I love that clip when he plays that for me. I'm like, oh, that makes me happy. Um, Jacob Castro, well, I don't mind being tired. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I tried it. I did. I tried being tied up. And it just, no, I freaked out so bad. And I'm pretty open-minded about a lot of things. But I, mm -mm, no, like you could tie my, my wrist together. That's fine. Don't tie me to something. I have to be able to get up and run. Like I have to be able to get up and like leave the area. I can't be tied to something that freaks me out because that's, you know, like I said, Carlos did that with the handcuffs. You know, he beat the shit out of me and then handcuffed me to my own bed. And Miguel was in the other room and I didn't realize it until after I was with Miguel, like, you know, six years later, cause he'd grown up. I didn't realize it was the same person because I tried to block that memory out as much as possible. And when I remembered when he brought it up, like he mentioned it in passing like that instantly, my mind went, what? And he was like, what? I was like, Wait, you were there? And he was like, yeah, I was in the other room. I was on the animator. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You heard all that. You knew what he was doing, and you let him. Well, what was I going to do? You stop him. I would have stopped him if he was doing it to somebody else. The hell? Well, I couldn't have stopped. You pussy mother. I, I never forgave him, and unfortunately, I was already pregnant by him. When I found out either I was pregnant or I had just had Katie, but that was, that was it for him. Like he was never, ever going to wind up with me. I promised him three years. I gave him three years. And the day that three years was up, I was like, we're done. And he was like, it's our anniversary. I'm going to fuck. We're done. What do you mean we're done? I don't want to be with you. I gave you three years. You didn't change for the better in three fucking years. Fuck you. Get out. I'm done. I don't feel anything for you. I don't even like you. Get out of my house. He was just, he didn't know what to do. I was just, mm -mm. But yeah, because I couldn't forgive him for just letting that happen. So, I mean, were you able to like, was it a bar that you went to a lot? Was it even a bar? Like, did you report it at all? Or like how many people know about it? I'm so curious, Jacob. I have so many questions. So many questions. Ugh. 
if you ever want to talk about it, let me know. We'll do a stream. I got no problems. You know who would love? <laughs> you, you should tell winning. He would be like, what? 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 He, he'd be very curious because he, he likes stories. He loves stories. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, he, you know, why he digs me as much as he does. Because I never run out of stories. Never. It's so funny because people are like, where do you come up with? I don't come up with it. This is my life. Shit happens. I just happen to remember it. Most people forget that things happen. A lot of backstory. Yeah, we could do that. Lots of speculation. That's all right. Speculation, you know, that could be fun. It's you're here. You're whole. You're with us. And if you ever want to, you know, like talk about it, even the speculation. Yeah, let me know. Absolutely. Because it's just interesting. I mean, I love, I love stories. I love when you guys like share your stuff with me. Cause I'm always sharing with you. So it's like the more you share with me, make sure on Wednesday, bring your stories on Wednesday and be prepared to type a lot. And be prepared. <laughs> be prepared to like, you know, talk to each other and to me about all your like romantic history. I want to know all your relationship stories, not just Valentine's. I want to know the good ones. I want to know the bad ones. I want to know the funny ones. <laughs> I want to know some of the kinky ones. It's fine. We're just going to keep it so I don't get yeeted. But um, we'll walk just this side of getting yeeted. But it's Valentine's Day on Wednesday. A lot of people don't like that day. I usually hate that day. Just because of how stupid it is. Um, and I always, I have, you know, tons of friends who are, oh, they're all crying. I'm like, it's, it's a fucking day. It's fine. Like, <laughs> it, all right. So you don't have a boyfriend on Valentine's day. Okay. Are you Jewish? No. Do you mourn the fact that you can't celebrate like Rosh Hashanah and all that and Passover? No, then it's the same, same premise. Like if you don't ascribe to it, then you don't care if it's a holiday. Fuck it. Let it pass. We used, oh my God, in college, they used to have these, <laughs> these huge anti-Valentine parties. I didn't know about that my freshman year. I come home from a weekend. We went down to Donna's for like the weekend and Christine and I came back and I walk onto my floor and everything was coated in black. There was black butcher paper and black tablecloths hanging off walls. And like, there were like broken hearts, like ripped apart and like thrown up on the wall and on the floor. And like, I was like, what the hell happened here? And they're like, oh, this is the floor where Valentine's went to die. I was like, y'all a bunch of like crazy bitches. Like there's something wrong with all of you. They're like, oh, aren't you going to? No, I'm going to go to the mess hall with Christine. I'm going to get a pizza, get some ice cream. We're coming back. I'm watching movies. Like, that's what we're doing. Well, well, what do you, well, we want to be there. No, I don't want, no, I don't, don't bring your pity party in by me. We're fine. Like, we're good. And, oh, but they really, they, all you heard was like Barbara Streisand. Uh, it was Barry Manilow. <laughs> it was just like, really? A lot. A lot of you two. Oh my God. So much you two. The whole, like that, whole, the, there's like three songs that sound almost that fucking identical to one another. 
And they would just play those over and over and over. And it was just like the most depressing experience of my life. And yet it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Christine wound up like, like, I don't want to be over here. But it was, it was funny. She was, she was fine. She went to her classes. I went to my classes. But like everything was covered in black. It was the anti-Valentine thing. And she didn't even notice. I Technically, she don't notice shit because she walks with her head down. So she never looks around. And it's like, can you look up a little bit? Like I passed you like three times. You didn't even know it was me. So it's just like. But I mean, that was my beanie. She likes to yeah, head in the sand. Uh, I don't see nothing. Talk about willful blindness. Holy crap. La 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 la. Nope. Don't want to know. Don't want to know. Like she thought that I didn't know she was a lesbian. Oh, stop. So that when she told me it was like this big revelation, I was like, yeah. And what do you mean? Yeah. And, and I knew what do you mean? You knew <laughs> girl. Cause I got eyes. Like what the fuck? You're not subtle. I don't know why you think you are. You embraced every lesbian stereotype on the planet. And yet you you think you don't scream, Dyke? Get out of here. Oh, it's so funny. That's why she didn't believe me when I told her that I had been with women. She's like, I don't believe you. What? Because you don't come off that. Why? Because I'm not wearing Adidas? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, is that it? I'm not dressed in black and white all the fucking time? I don't wear my hair in like a ponytail and have a mullet. Like I did. Like, <laughs> oh, anyway. Valentine's Day is on Ash Wednesday. Thursday is the mistress. <laughs> I have a story about that too. <laughs> but I'm going to save that for Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday's Ash Wednesday. I don't do that anymore. I don't. I do Lent, but I, I don't. I don't go to church for Ash Wednesday. It's pointless. It used to be that you couldn't get your ashes and, unless you went, you know, and did confession and everything else. Now they just show up and they just do it. You don't even have to be Catholic. You just walk in the door. They'll do the ashes. So weird. So weird. Um. It used to be a rule that you couldn't receive communion if you didn't go to confession. And I'm one of those sticklers for those rules. So I would go to mass and I'd be like, I can't like, why am I here? I can't receive the body of Christ. I didn't go to confession. And like my mother would be like, Oh, please just go. No, like there's a whole point. Like, because they had it, they had a protocol. That's not in the Bible. I don't think, you know, none of that. So it's like, why am I doing Because I'm following the rules. As much of a rebel as I can be, a lot of times I just go with, go with the rules because I don't want to make waves. Now I'm all about making waves. Now it's like, oh, bitch, you shouldn't have done this to me. You gave me that little jibber jabber and lied to me. I'm going to make all the waves I can. Every fucking ripple, I want you to feel everyone, every one of them. Oh, Wolfram, just because you're so sweet. All right, so wait. So what can I play for Wolfram? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I guess you're going to get... Do, do, do. Good luck. We're all counting on you. But you're definitely going to get a little T-Rex, but I want to give you this first. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I'm definitely stealing, like, winnings clips. I need to, like, I need to get, like, on him. Well, <laughs> that's a given. But, uh, no, I need to get on him to give me clips. There you go. And that's a $10 super chat from Wolfram just because. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate that very much. You're very kind. That that just made Lady Awesome's day. She's like, yep, love that. I love those clips. Yep, you had to go to confession on Saturday before church on Sunday. Yep. And we used to go to church. I went with my grandmother on Saturday night because she could not deal with the crowds on Sunday. So we used to go to 6 o'clock mass Saturday night. So I knew we had to leave the house by 525 because she walked slow and it was a three block walk. So it would take like 10 minutes to get there. And we always sat in the same place. It was the second pew on the right. It was on the left of the right pews so that we were right in front of the altar. And it was Tess, the upstairs neighbor, my grandmother, and then me. And then behind her, like we knew everybody that went to church that night. And we would go and once a month she'd tap me. Father Joe's over there. Go ahead. And I'd have to get up and go in the back and go to the confessional. And I would always like do my confession once a month because I was a kid. I, they weren't like, you don't have to do that every week. But I would go in there and everything I told him, he would tell my grandmother. He would tell her everything. And I was like, I'm going to confession. It's more like I'm going to interrogation because he always had questions. And then, like, when I got older, I went to a different church once, and I was like, I really want to go to confession. And they were like, oh, we're, the, the priest is seeing, you know, parishioners for confession. Go ahead. Like, go over there. And I went in, and he was, you know, God bless you, my child. And da, 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 da. What are your sins? And I was like, oh. Um, and I just gave, like, a real, you know, like, quick rundown for the commandments. And he was like, is there anything that, you know, you want to confess that's that's weighing heavily on you. Nobody had ever asked me that before. And I was just like, no, I don't think so. He was like, is there anything that, you know, you're conflicted about that you'd like to talk about? You know, God's listening. And I'm like, why is this dude being so helpful and not like you're going to hell and I'm telling your grandmother. And I was like, no, I'm good. So he was like, all right, just say to him. I was like, no, why so and i i remember saying why is the light a sentence and he was like excuse me and i was like i'm used to having to say like a whole rosary he was like no he was he was like you need to come back to this church more often he was like go say you two hail mary's <laughs> he was like say an act of contrition and i was like he goes in fact we'll say it together i was like okay it was so weird though that it was so different from what i had experienced 
because Father Joe or Father Joe, Father Vincent, they were both of them. One was a pastor and one was like the VP pastor, um, vice pastor. They would give me rosaries to say for like, oh, I I talked back to my mother and I cursed my father. And, you know, like I lied about this or I was jealous of that. It was never anything really bad. But, oh, my God, they treated it like it was murder. I hated going to confession. God, it was sucked. Sucked so bad. And then I'd be stuck doing like four rosaries all freaking weekend. It's like like paste them out i'm like do i have to do them all at once no it's all right do one a night oh great it's like a novena i don't know if everybody out there knows what a novena is so i'm gonna explain it a novena is a set amount of usually days in which you're supposed to follow like a certain prayer service or it becomes a progressive prayer service that you do privately or you can attend mass that they have the novena. Um, and it's dedicated toward a particular prayer or goal or purpose. So one thing that you'll typically hear in like an Italian Catholic family or in an Italian Catholic neighborhood more like is when somebody says, oh, yeah, did you hear? Oh, yeah, I said it. I said a three-day novena for her. She's going to be fine. Because they think that it works. They think that it works. Or you get the opposite. You get the flip thing. Where you're like, oh, do you remember that so-and-so went and they said they were sick and that's why they weren't working or whatever? It turns out they weren't sick at all. They were embezzling or they were fired for like pork and this one. And right away a woman will turn around. Oh, that son of a bitch. I said a three-day novena for him. I wish I never said it. Yeah. <laughs> they use them like weapons. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it makes me laugh because they really, they're like, I said, you know, oh my God, I said a nine day novena to St. Anne for her pregnancy. And I'm just like, and did that help? Because I used to say them. I used to say them all the time. When my you know, um, little cousin Je Jennifer had the hole in her hip when she was born. They were talking about all these surgeries and everything else. And she would never be able to walk and blah, blah, blah. And I went to the, to the St. Anne's feast, which is seven days long. And I worked, I volunteered my time. I worked myself half to death in the middle of July in a field, like an empty lot where they put like the booth for the ticket master. And I was the ticket person for the rides. So it was super, super loud, really fucking hot. Ants were biting the shit out of my feet. And I got eaten to death by mosquitoes in that little thing. And I was stuck in that thing for easily, easily eight hours a night. I would start at like four in the afternoon and not end till midnight. And that was every night for a week. And I was young. I was 15. And I gave up like all that time. And I suffered for it. But guess what? She didn't She didn't have any problem. They did one little teeny tiny thing. And the hole closed up on its own almost overnight. And they kept saying, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And my grandmother would look at me and go, see, you did good. I had nothing to do with it. I mean, yeah, I went and I did the novena and I gave 
I sacrificed all my, you know, time and everything to this thing and I suffered for it, but I didn't think that had a correlation. I hoped it did, but it's not like I was like, yeah, fuck modern medicine. I'm going to pray it away. Like, no, I had it. I wanted both. I wanted that backup, but yeah, that's the power around here of a novena. Like, and she told everybody I did that novena and it was just like, oh my goodness. Like what a good girl she is and everything else. I was like, ugh. I got to go back. I got to go back. Um, Castro said, I need to figure out a soundboard. I know. I got to do that, too. I like that one, too. <laughs> yep. I need all his booby clips. Yep. He's got to make special ones for me because I like different boobies than he likes. I don't like ones that don't move. I like the jiggly one. I like bouncies. Bouncy boobies, bouncy boobies. I like bouncy boobies and, you know, like girls that shake their ass. Uh, Jacob said, that's bullshit. Oh, hell no. When I came to Tennessee, they didn't have a confessional. The one priest put a white sheet up with the chair on one side and he sat on the other. I was like, hell no, I'm not going to confession here. I, I was always a problem. <laughs> Mimsy, I used to do novenas all the time for St. Anthony. Oh, yeah. I still, whenever something's lost, I'm like, did you pray to St. Anthony? They're like, no. Say a prayer. You say the prayer. When he always says that, he goes, you say it for me. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to listen if it's coming from me, but I will. And I always start it the same way. I'm like, St. Anthony, I know you're busy. I know, I know you're busy locating things all around. But if you have time and you feel so inclined, could you please find such and such as keys because she lost them? And like, I'll just stupid shit like that. But it always works. It does. Um, ladies said I was, I was always a problem. It's no surprise that I was kicked out. Girl, I mean... If you haven't been kicked out of a congregation at some point, what are you doing with your life? I mean, did you even have like a, a youth? Come on now. I find the best people are the ones that the church hates the most. It's so funny. <laughs> because you just, you look at the church and you're like, I love it. I love the pomp and circumstance and all that. But come on. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, Jacob, I let my mother-in-law pray over our dying dog. Dog lived another year. FML. <laughs> She's trained by the church to do healing prayers. No, mm -hmm. no, I, I know. Believe me, I know. St. Anthony found my keys yesterday. Thank goodness. Yes. St. Anthony is very efficient at finding things. Like I, I told you, I think, Connor lost his sippy cup when he was little and it was the only cup he would fucking use. And I could not find it. I looked everywhere and this kid was hysterical crying for this damn cup. And I was like, where the fuck is it? I was like, all right, last resort. I'm saying, Anthony, I don't mean to bother you. I left you till last. This kid really misses his sippy cup. I really need to find it because he's driving me crazy. And I've looked everywhere. Within a minute, 
something told me to go into the bedroom to move the entire bed and to look under like behind the box that I had under the bed because apparently there was like a, a dent in it that you couldn't see and I didn't know was there and something told me to look there and I pulled the box up and the cup popped out it was it fell behind the bed and it must have like gotten lodged into the the dent making the dent bigger and because it had like little um, lines around the the lid it got a nice little grip in there so it was stuck so until I moved the box it didn't release it and then it just popped out and I was like son of a bitch thank you I was like thank you St. Anthony because I would have never found it otherwise I'd looked there twice but I had to move the box and it was like all I did was like lift the box up a little bit and it just like it straightened up that side and boop the cup popped right out and I was like I'll be goddamned. After that, I was like, yeah, I asked St. Anthony for everything. I was like, can you find this? Can you find that? But yeah, it was just, it popped into my head to do that exact thing. So yeah, what did I maybe notice it before? And like, I was in a rush or I was frenetic or like frantic or whatever. And I just skipped over it, maybe. And maybe my brain said, oh, we were here. But you kind of glossed over this one little area. Maybe go look around a little deeper in this in this spot. Or was that like divine intervention? You don't know. I choose to believe that St. Anthony helped me. Why? Because it's there's too many coincidences through my life where it worked out that way. Uh, Wolfkinder, I thought it would be a funny skit to have room full of saints on switchboards answering prayers yeah you're gonna have to have a room though of upside down saints like where the switchboard operator is going can you go turn saint anthony right back up since he answered her prayer she said he could stand up again because that's what the guineas do if the saint doesn't answer their prayer they turn the the statue on its head or they hang it like from the base they hang it upside down they're like now you stay like that until you answer my prayer and they get very like violent about it. <laughs> oh my god! The only one my grandmother wouldn't do that to was the infant child of Pro the the infant Saint of Prague, or infant no the infant child of Prague, because she was like, oh no, she was like, that's a child. You don't do that. The grown ups though, they know there are consequences. Okay, like. <laughs> I'm sure St. Francis was thinking I better answer her prayer before she puts me on my head. She's like, I don't pray to him. He doesn't listen. Okay. She stayed mainly St. Anthony. Um, St. Joseph. The Virgin Mary and the infant of Prague. Like those were her main four. And I'm sorry, St. Anne. St. Anne was always in my house. I mean, we went to St. Anne's Church. I went to St. Anne's School. And believe it or not, St. Anne's song, her hymn, still to this day makes me cry like a baby. I don't know what it is, if it's the nostalgia of it, if it's the wording, if it's the way it's sung, 
or if it's just like a divine presence that comes around when I sing that song. But it's a, it's a warmth that I actually feel that it starts like in my, in my sternum and it gains weight. Like it gets, it spreads out, but it, it literally feels like it has a presence. Like it's not just a feeling it's, it feels like an actual physical manifestation of something. And it, I, I burst into tears because it feels cleansing almost in a way like it's burning through me, but it's also weighted. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm nothing. I don't feel like I'm alone when it's happening. And it's always been that way. And I, of course, St. Anne is the one that I did the novena to from my, from my little cousin. She's the patron saint of mothers, small children and pregnancies. So she's like the one that all the women go to. So when we have the St. Anne's feast, what they do is they have her statue up in front and she's got, you know, the, the blessed Virgin Mary as a, as a child and um, they adorn her with beautiful capes and cloaks and whatever. And on those capes and cloaks, they pin money, jewelry. I mean, she she gets so much money every year. I mean, you want to talk about Rolexes just pinned. I'm talking dozens of them in like hours that they would have, they used to have like literally like two to three cloaks for her to wear a day because they didn't have time to take the stuff off the cloak. They just take the whole cloak off and put that away. And somebody was in charge of like, you know, this is money. This is this, this is that sort and everything, but they would just put the new cloak on her. The amount of candles lit for her during the St. Anne's feast. You can't even walk in that church. It's like an oven, even with the best air conditioning, money goodbye and the fact that you're surrounded in nothing but cold marble you know like it, it's like a furnace in there i mean you open the door and it's just like they don't need to turn the lights on because it's just candlelight as far as the eye can see and when they do the procession on saint anne's day the last day of the feast um they bring the statue out now men bring the statue out they carry her out because they have to take her down um, this staircase of about, I'd say 12 to 15 steps. So they carry her and she's huge. She's this, it's not a little statue. It's a fucking life-size statue and it's heavy as could be. She's anchored, you know, to this base and they have posts going through the base and they carry her down. And then she's carried all throughout all the streets in Hoboken but she's carried only by women, only by women. And they have to be dressed in white and it's a whole thing. And any woman could do it, but you have to be dressed in white and you know, wait, what? But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a whole thing and they proceed through every, and it's July 26th. So it's the hottest time of the year for us. There's, and it's the middle of the day. There's no shade in Hoboken. We don't have shade. It does not exist. And they're walking this woman, that you know, this statue through every street. And if you, you know, 
if you're born and raised here, you know that you just, you hold up a little extra money and they will turn her toward your house, business, whatever, to specifically bless your, your house. And trust me, she blessed the business and my house every year. My grandmother did not leave the house for most things, but she left for St. Anne's day. You know, she would, all right, Michelle, like when she became that where she couldn't walk at all, she made sure that I was downstairs waiting with the money while she was upstairs at the balcony. And I, I gave the money to the, to the ladies and they turned the saint toward the house. They saw my grandmother and what they do is they tilt a little forward and, you know, she bestows her blessing and that's a whole thing. And that would, that was six months before grandma passed away. But yeah, she was like, I don't care that I have a new house. I don't care that I moved. I need, I need the blessing. I need the blessing. Like go get it. There was no arguing with her, but it was the whole thing. And I love the ritual of it. I do. I do love the ritual of it. Uh, St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come down. There's something lost that can't be found. I use it often. Aw. Yeah, see, we all have our, our little prayers. I don't I don't do the standard prayers for the saints. I I used to know them all. I've forgotten so many of them. But like Saint Anne, oh good Saint Anne, we call out your name. Your praise is loud. Um your something proclaim. I can't remember it now because I usually sing it. If I sing it, I remember the whole damn thing. Uh, but yeah, we, we all knew that I used to have it written down. It was always in my wallet. I mean, if I could reach my wallet, it's probably in there now, but I always used to, you know, if I, I didn't print it out, I used to handwrite it and I would take my little piece of Palm from Palm Sunday that I made into a little cross and I would put that and pin it to it. And those would go in my wallet so that I always have protection and always had money because that's what they teach you. A little palm from Palm Sunday in your wallet and you'll never be penniless. You know, you might need money, but you're never going to be destitute. And I've, I've had one in my wallet my whole life. I mean, my aunts always used to bring it to me. Now I got to remind my mother because she sends her husband and he goes and gets it and he brings it to me because they don't know how to make the crosses as tiny as I make them. Cause I split the palm. I literally sit there and I thread it and I create these little crosses and I flatten them out and in the wallet they go. But I used to make crosses for everybody in my family. That was just my thing. Cause my grandmother used to say, you get it to lay so flat. I can't get it to lay flat like that. Hers always had like a knot in it or a twist or like it would be crooked or like the cross wouldn't be a cross so much as an X. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it won't stay. You got to be patient. You got to make it bend the way you want it to bend. Don't try to like force it. You have to coax it. Keep training it again and again. I don't have patience for that. You make the friggin' thing. All right. So that was my thing. I used to make the crosses for my family. A lot of people, actually nobody outside my family knows that. My friends would be like, you make them? Mm -hmm. That would be me. 
I was in charge of a lot of the re religious stuff. Like if you wanted something carried out, like that, you told me to do it. I had the time, I guess. Uh, a lot of superstition mixed in with real power of prayer. Yeah. But you know what? Again, whatever brings you comfort, I think God's okay with that. As long as you know that he's the one in charge and you're looking to him. If you have to rely on some superstition to like, you know, be part of your tradition, maybe it's part of your family. It got handed down. It's part of your family. You're not going to deny that. And it could have like carries over from old ways of doing things. That's usually where it comes from. And usually those ways were considered legitimate at the time. They weren't superstitious. Now they're superstitious because we're like, oh, common sense. It doesn't work like that. Oh, look, science. Lady Autumn Sky said, when my oldest was six, she lost her earring at the park. And I said the St. Anthony prayer seven times. I immediately walked over to the bleachers around the back, moved some gravel with my foot, and boom, found it. That's how it works. I'm telling you how it works. How about the home selling kit where you bury a, a statue of St. Joseph? What? What is that? I don't know any. I got to write that down. I want to look that up. You guys don't. You would never guess this about me. My watch later list is pretty much all religious stuff. Stories about the saints. Story about the angels. Stories about. Um, different civilizations and how like religion affected them because that's like my secret fascination. It's a secret passion. Most people would never guess that I like that. I am so interested in like all religious stuff. Cause they're like you with that mouth, with that, you know, with that mouth. I mean, it, <laughs> their words, my deeds are very different than my words. And sometimes you can't control the box people put you in. That's one of the reasons why I don't like doing panels anymore. Because everybody expects me to be the Shelly from waking up. And that wasn't all of me. That was one aspect of me. But that was the role I was told to play. So I had to play it. And then everybody just assumed that's all I was. And that pisses me off because as like cursy as I am and as like vulgar as I can be, that's not my strength. Like my strength is always going to be my ability to relate to people. My ability to tell a story. That's the only reason that people listen is my ability to tell a story and have a conversation by myself pretty much, but where you feel included. Because to me, your voices are important. And I think you, you get that. But the whole like, like that whole scenario, like that whole role that they had me play. I say they, and you know who I mean. Like, yeah, I have that ability, but that's not who I am. I got pigeonholed into that little, I got cooked. <laughs> I got cooked. Oh, wait, I have to, before I, home selling? I'm, I'm dead curious about that now. 
it's Saint Joe. And I, yes, I wrote Saint Joe. Like, because we tight like that. No, because I'm a guinea and we call every Joseph Joe. Um, you've done, you did that? Okay. And it worked? Ooh. See, now I'm going to, now I'm going to have to read that. Uh, Jacob Castro, I read hearing, not hearing. She lost her hearing at the park and I went over and boop, it was right in the gravel. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my God. Uh, we joked about putting lamb's blood on the doorway for Passover in 2020. I mean, I I kind of felt like we all should have had lamb's blood on the damn doorway. I would have taken the lamb's blood happily over the freaking jab. Uh, Mimsy, I don't do the standard prayer. I just scream. I'm begging you, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been there. A nurse in the hospital made me a cross out of palm too. Oh, that was sweet. Lady Awesome. I'm not sure about standard prayers. I was kicked out by 17. So between Catholic grammar school and I've just picked up stuff along the way in life. An older Polish woman told me about St. Anthony Rhyme. Yeah, no. I think anything that you say to them that's heartfelt is what they hear. I think they're... I tend to think they have like a filter system for like sincere, urgent prayers and frivolous ones. People who are literally just saying them just to be selfish or whatever. You know, they don't consider praying for somebody else. Uh, well, I don't know. I believe saints recognize you. Believe they will help you. So they answer in the manner you ask. And so you'll know it's them, like St. Anthony finding things. Yeah. I would, Wolf, Wolf Kinder said, I was a Lutheran kid in Catholic school. I asked a lot of questions. I got told to sit down a lot. <laughs> I was genuinely curious. I've always been so curious when it comes to religion. Because, like I said, I love stories. And I know they're your religion, they're your beliefs. But to me, they have to be stories because I have my own belief system. But I don't want to discount yours. So to me, I have to I have to say that they're stories because that's the way I take them. And I take the lesson from them more than I take them for, you know, their factual whatever. Same thing with my Bible stories. To me, they're stories. That does it mean everything happened the way they wrote it? No. You know why? Because there's four versions of pretty much like everything in the Bible. So it's like, okay different perspectives and it's all word of mouth and you know when you play telephone shit gets changed along the way so it's not so much the details that i'm looking for it's the lesson and that's what's important to me uh doo -doo 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 -doo. i know the feeling at wolf kinder i was curious too and the nuns didn't yeah they do not take kindly to you questioning no God forbid. I I had so many questions about the Jewish traditions and stuff like that. Nope, they would not even entertain the conversation. It was like, why? Like, do you think I'm going to convert because I heard a story I liked? Like, what the fuck? Um, I have a different outlook on saints now that I've seen supernatural. <laughs> on angels too, I bet. <laughs> You're like these fucking angels. 
That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Supernatural did like give me like a hmm kind of perspective. Because I was like, what if the angels aren't all like lightness and good and whatever? Because there's a reason why God was like, yeah, I like the humans more than you. Like, because he does, you know, he and he was very upfront. He was like, I love humanity. You know that those angels had to be bitter as fuck. They're like, we're doing all this work for him. We can't get nothing in return. I'll let you know when I finish the series. Oh, girl. No spoilers? No. By season 13, you've met Castiel. <coughs> There's no way you haven't. I love Castiel. The show is surprisingly good. They only had like one or two seasons where in the middle it gets kind of iffy. Where you're like, oh, you're like, just hold on through the next three episodes. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I would love to get winning to watch that with me, but I know he won't. Because <laughs> it's just like 18 years. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I, I had a hard enough time get, getting you caught up on freaking Clone Wars. You want me to catch up on <laughs> Supernatural? He'd be like, you crazy. Like, I knew you had problems, but you crazy. That's all right. I'll get him one day. I'll get him when I can make it worth his while. Um, at that point, you get a man to say, yeah, I'll watch anything. I don't care. Just you do that and I'll watch. Um, well, the phrasing, that that was a quote. That was a quote and a half. Good thing pizza's in here. Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. I've met that angel. I love Castiel. Oh, he's just so adorbs. I just love him. I really enjoyed Christopher Walken's depiction of Gabrielle and the Prophecy. Oh, that movie messed me up. <laughs> that was a woo. There was also, um, I don't know if anybody saw Legion. Oh, that was, that movie really messed me up. Um, I believe the guy that plays um, Vision was the angel. I don't remember if he was the angel Gabriel. I think he was. I can't remember. My favorite angel in all the movies. Alan Rickman as Metatron. I loved him. He's like, you Americans always thinking somebody wants to get into your knickers. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do? Hit me with that fish and the bat turns into a fish she's like ah i'm like really <laughs> there was one thing when he was talking about um if you've never seen dogma watch it oh my god hilarious and you'll never look at saints and angels and like the whole thing the same way ever again it'll always be a little tongue-in-cheek and i remember he was talking to um bethany at the fireside and he was like you know he was like jesus faltered he was like he was a child he was like you know he asked me he was like please you know when he found out that he was the son of god and he was going to be sacrificed for humanity he was a kid and he you know he said he was like oh please make it not true he said and i wanted to it's too much to put on a kid yeah, yes, he's the son of God, but uh, he was a human right there. Jacob, I like dog, dogma, but it was blasphemous. Oh, it was horribly blasphemous. Jesus. But 
it was entertainment. You know, it, I didn't believe in it. I didn't take, that wasn't my doctrine, but it did make me curious about different things. Like it made me curious as to what dogma really is. It made me curious. You know, is it really said that what we hold true on earth, he will hold true in heaven? Like I started looking, it really got me thinking. And I love movies like that. They start out like so tongue in cheek and blasphemous. And so, and it, but it sends me down this rabbit hole of, okay, but now I want to know where they got this from. Like, what is this? Like, what is their, this thing that they're talking about? And it did, it set me up to learn a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought to learn before because I didn't know about them. So that's what I love about movies. I, I get a lot of exposure to things that I just didn't know about in my little bubble over here. Mimsy, all religions have a core set of beliefs that may vary from faith to faith, but principles are the same. So it's fun to learn about. It is. And it's really, it. I find it so interesting to find out, like, especially the things that they don't want you to do. That's where my main interest goes. Like, what are the things that you're forbidding and why? Because I, I don't care about the things you told me I can do. I can do anything I fucking want. But I want to know, but the, why are you telling me I can't do this? Why is this on the list of things that's going to send me automatically to hell? Like, what what's so bad about this? Like the whole, you know, you can't eat unclean, whatever. Where'd that come from? I had to trace that all the way back. You know, all that kind of stuff really like sparks my interest. And I just, I get, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I get like lost in it for a while. Like I literally will sink into it. And then, and people are just like, what are you doing? Like, what were you doing? I was just reading. What were you reading? Just a story. Cause I don't want to tell them I was reading. Like I, I read through all like of Enoch and all that shit. Like, I don't want to tell them that I was like going line by line looking for what I was looking for because it, they don't attribute that kind of thing to me because I'm the one, I'm the wise ass. I'm the gutter mouth. You know, I'm the one who curses all the fucking time, but you know what? I curse. So I don't stab people. That's why I do that. It's just stress relief for me. And sometimes it's for emphasis. Sometimes fuck or shit just closes out the fucking sentence. Like, it just does. Am I doing it to be, like, you know, like, I don't know, a sinner or whatever? No. I'm doing it because it, it helps me not to do a worse sin. You know, and I'm a work in progress. I do try to be better. You know, if I'm on somebody else's channel, I never do like the outlandish shit unless they've already asked me ahead of time. And believe me, that happens when I'm like, Oh, I'll, you know, when I come on, I'll behave. Please don't. They're like, I want you to be like, da, da, da. okay. But you know, you're always saying that you don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm going to call you out for it, but I need you to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, got it. That's what I call the dog and pony show. That's why I say I have a hard time going on people's panels because they don't want me to be me. It's not nice for them when I go outside the Shelly box, you know, where they're like, no, no, we understand this is Shelly. She's got to stay like that. Like, no, that's not Shelly. That's T3. Shelly is very different. That is T3. If you want me to go on as T3, that's fine. But 
tell me ahead of time because I have to know which personality to bring out the bag. Shelly's been typecast. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Which is why I have my own channel and my own show. And notice I don't have a lot of panelists. I don't have guests. Because usually they want me to revert to form. And it's like, mm, I don't want to do that. I just want to be me. You know, whatever me decides to... God, Connor. Whatever me decides to come out to play that day. Um, yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one, Mims. I love Dogma. Uh, I watched The Stand this weekend. Read the book. I read the book every few years. Always gets me thinking. Yeah, that's Stephen King, right? I don't do Stephen King because he scares me. He does. I'm not going to lie. He scares me. I can't. I mean, I've heard that it was really good, and I always did want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it by myself. So I'm not going to. I don't watch any Stephen King things by myself. I don't watch horror by myself, period. And even, like, with another person, like, online, nope. Because guess what? When we log off, I'm by myself. No, it's not going to happen. I have spirits that visit me all day and all night. You really think I want to invite a horror movie into my brain? No. No, 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 no. I, don't, I won't even walk down a dark hallway. I won't stand in like a doorway. Ever. You'd never stand in a doorway. You cross the doorway. You cross the threshold. You don't stand in a doorway. Fucking cat. She decided to lick my foot. I didn't even know she was there, just as I'm saying that. Not like scaring the crap out of me. Uh, Lady Awesome, being kicked out of my religion young got me dipping my toes into many different religions over the years. Yeah. It started me down a spiritual path, and now I'm an ordained minister. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. That really is fucking awesome. What is going on? I'm scrolling down, and um, this stupid thing, what is it, StreamYards, has it scrolling in the opposite freaking direction. I'm trying to get to, like, the newer things, and it's literally, like, zoo. I had to go get the actual, like, slidey bar thing. Don't you love all my technical terms? <laughs> I told you I'm not techie. That's that's winning. That's that's his um his area of expertise. Jacob Castro, um, like watching normal salty cracker on other channels like Viva, which is rare. I've seen Salty Cracker a couple of ways. Explain the doorway thing. Okay, so my grandmother always taught me that the doorway, it's not just a doorway. Every threshold is a gateway. And they don't remain open, but if you stand in the doorway, your energy is going to feed it. And it gives, it gives leave to things on the other side of the doorway to come through, through you. And you do not want to be an energy conduit for a ghost or a spirit or whatever. And it's also a way for them to pull your energy from you. It feeds them. So you don't stand in a doorway. It's, you're inviting um, 
you're you're inviting possible bad things into your life and into your into your energy field which will affect you so yeah i don't stand in doorways ever i get very like i i've been made to stand in the doorway and I, you'll see me dancing from like foot to foot trying to like move forward move back like i just don't want to be here uh funny major military principle for urban combat stay the fuck out of the doorway we call it the fatal funnel why huh i'm writing that down again you gave me a lot of shit to think about today jacob jesus i gotta look up the the killers the clown the clown killers or the smiley face smiley face that's what it was smiley face killers i gotta look up that story and then oh, god damn it and i forgot to write down this thing the fatal funnel military principle huh i gotta look that up <coughs> oh that sounds interesting put salt outside your doorway for protection listen <laughs> I have oil that I made with different herbs and it's salted oil and it's, it literally is around every door frame, every window, any port of entry, including electrical sockets to my house has that oil and it's a protection oil that I, I charged with moonlight and I, I did runic kind of things and I did prayers over it. And yeah, I did the whole thing. I always heard the doorways are the doorway to the fairy realms. Yeah, that's that was one of the things that I learned when I was studying. Um, I was looking into paganism and into Celtic lore and stuff like that. The, the, the Celtic lore was big on the fairy realms. But yeah, it's the same. It's the same premise. It's just with regular religion. It's a doorway between like the other worlds. So instead of fairies, you have spirits that are pulling you one way or another or feeding off of you or moving through you into your world. So yeah, it's the same thing. They just picked a different, um, a different victim, I guess <laughs> a different conduit or not conduit, a different, um, entity. Like it's not a fairy. It's a, it's a spirit or it's a demon or they just change it to fit the religion that it's going toward. And ours, they didn't believe in fairies in Italy. That wasn't a thing. Demons though, those were demons and witches and all sorts of monsters, you know, as a way for the gods to fuck with you. Because of course, most of Italy was very pagan, like very pagan. So that's why they needed all their saints and everything. Cause they had to have different representatives of the demigods and the regular, like smaller gods. That's why they have Saint this of, you know, whatever they all have things they're in charge of the same way. The old gods had things that they were in charge of. I mean, you had like the big God and then you had the smaller gods and then you had like the little demigods and all like the, you know, just somebody with like a little bit of divine, they were prophets and stuff like that. So it doesn't really change. They just change the names and they, you know, update the stories or they come up with new stories. 
but there's always there's always a a hierarchy always a what do they call it um pantheon they all have their own pantheon and it's they're all pretty much similar uh and fairies are tricksters so when you go into another room and you forget what you went in there it's the fairies making things slip through your mind yes and you're supposed to step back through the doorway to remember mm -hmm. yep i remember those stories yep 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 that was always fun i mean i i always thought that i had you know fairies and my grandmother used to yell at me because they don't exist what makes you say that? Because I, I put my keys here. Nobody's been here. And now my keys are over there. Did you move them? No. The only people here are me and you. So unless the dog decided to like grow thumbs and take it off this hook and put it on this one over here. No. Like who did that? Did you see them move? No. They always go for the shiny things. Always. Just little mischievous, mischievous little things. But I mean. My friend Vicky used to have pennies drop from the ceiling out of nowhere. We'd just be sitting there. All of a sudden you hear bling. Just me and her in the house. What was that? I don't know, but it was in the kitchen. All right, let's go look. Go look. And what's there? There's. We were just in here. There was nothing on the table. And now there's like three pennies. One, two, three, like in a little triangle, close together. Yeah, no, that, mm -mm. nope, nope. But that was her dad's thing. Her dad used to um, give the kids pennies every day. He would come home with his pockets full of change, and he would take all the pennies, and he'd divvy them up among his kids. And so every time they saw a penny, they thought of their father. So then when he passed, they would find pennies just randomly in all these different places and they would literally fall out of nowhere. You can't explain something like that. You could always say, Oh, somebody was there and threw them. There was nobody there, but me and her. And we heard them fall. One fell right in the sink while I was standing there and I'm looking up going, where the hell did that come from? Because it was just me by myself in the kitchen next to the thing. And then bing. And I was like, there's a penny in the sink. She was like, was it there before? No, nope, just fell out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Daddy must be around. Okay. It was nothing. It just made her feel better. But I couldn't explain where the penny came from. It literally appeared out of, out of just thin air. I can't explain it. So I just, all right, just keep going. Keep moving. That that I cannot explain, I just move on. <laughs> just keep going. Oh. All right, guys, we have reached that time where I can't hold it anymore. I got to go to the bathroom and I need to eat something. And it's a little after two. So we, we did almost five hours. We're good. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it very, very much. And just remember the thing about, I mean, the thing about willful blindness is it's your choice. Some people do it to cope with things. Some do it because they they don't care. What are we willfully blind to? Are you blind because of apathy? Are you blind because you just, it's a coping mechanism. You know, 
depends, but you do know the truth and someday you'll face it. You just, it takes a little bravery and a little desperation sometimes to have to. It's okay. We're getting there. I just hope like as a nation, we stop being blind to the things going on and address them and hold the right people accountable. That's my hope for the future, that we take back our power as people and that we make them listen and make them act in our best interest. I know it could be a pipe dream, but I don't care. That's what I'm moving toward. That's what I want people to do. I want them to see the truth. And on that note, know that I truly love you. Chat is good. Chat is wise. Chat knows all. I love my chat. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming by. And tonight, 8 o'clock, Control of Garks, chapter, I want to say six. I think it's chapter six, and it's about the whole Soros thing, as far as what Winning told me. So that should be interesting, because I know nothing about that. So I'm going to be paying a lot of attention. So if you come by, I will be in chat. I will see you there. Love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you for making my day really good. You did. You put a smile on my face. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Mwah. Jersey girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4am at a diner. Stop singing. Living on a And doggone it. People like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your What a fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down.